Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a Episode 500 of the M4G Podcast for December 11th, 2017. And when we started this back in 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 your house, around a table, did you ever think you'd be doing this over a decade later? I didn't think we'd be doing it ten minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> well, what... what Somebody somebody did the math on how many how long it would take to listen to all these, right? Wasn't it like two years or something? I don't remember. I have no idea. But Way it, too long. It's it's a lot of time that we've sat and talked <clears throat> into a microphone about kids' video games. A lot has changed in this ten years. Yeah, I can't imagine because you know I've only been with you guys for about like a little over a year now. So the idea that you guys have been doing this like ten years yeah. before even I joined yeah. is insanity to me. It's insanity nuts. to us. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, this is nuts. So on the show number five hundred, we do have a Dewombat. And now, sorry, that was it. Oh, I thought I was going to keep going. I was getting all excited. <laughs> now, the game is intense. Our radio program proudly presents episode five hundred. Brought to you by. Vickers Virility Vapors. Two squirts of this and you'll be harder than life during the Great Depression. <laughs> and now your host, Zero Tolerance. Oh my god. That brought back some memories. Did he used to do that often? Oh, every week. Oh yeah. That was how we started news. That's pretty good. That's a good voice. Ryan, you got some really good voices. Your Avenged Lion cracks me up every time. And that announcer <laughs> is pretty great too. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Make sure you put your offering in the collection plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. We've done so some good. really dumb shit over this 10 years. Yes, we have. Oh, my goodness. 11 years. 11 years. Don't sell us short. Yeah, yeah that's true. We're, we're just a We've been months. running since August of 2006. Oh, my God. Jeez. Oh, my God. I gotta, I gotta go back and listen to the first show sometime. No. That's gotta no, be a blast. No, you, you really don't. No, it's really bad. You really don't. Uh, so in that show, I would recognize you and Ryan, and yeah. then Jason would be there as well, right? Yep. And, yep. and then there would be um, was it the Wolverine guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Have I ever been on a show with him before? I don't think so. Yeah, I probably don't remember not. ever talking to him. I think it's, he's been a long time since Justin's been on the show. He's been on maybe yeah. one show in the last two years. Yeah, I don't. That's yeah. He doesn't play video games anymore outside of Overwatch, so. He didn't feel the need to be on the show because nobody wants to hear about Overwatch every week. God, what show would do that? Um, there's many Overwatch 
podcast, I'm sure. Yeah, but we're not an Overwatch podcast. We could be, Ken. We could be. We're going to change the direction. Let's be fair. We pretty much are. That's true. That's true. Of course, you know, for two years we were a Two Worlds podcast, so, you know... I don't judge. Two worlds and two human. Yeah, it was the. We should have just been called the two the, twos. The two two podcast. The the loading the loading taint, you can call it. <laughs> oh, uh, also we have Jay. Namaste. Oh, and, different than Bonjourno. This uh, I after I you know I never missed a show for about a year and a half, and then I got super sick last week. And then I just couldn't do it. I even waited till the morning to see if I can do it, but I was just completely gone. So now that I've, you know, had to miss that one thing, my, my, you know, like, was it something per- per- perfect attendance has been ruined. So I'm moving on to the next greeting, and this will be it until my next mixed show. And then there, there you go. go. Uh, speaking, speaking of uh, perfect attendance, not making episode 500, and please. Hound him on the Twitter. Yes, please. That Drew is not here for episode 500. So. Degenerate degenerate male is what you should call him. (laughs) That's that's what he is. Degenerate male. Uh, We will have the the miserable Brit joining us in about 15 minutes or so. So you can start your anticipation now. Yeah. Yes. You can get excited and be like, oh, oh man, he's coming. He's coming. Anyway, so unlike some of the other, you know, milestone shows, we did stupid things. I think 2017 being as good as it's been and the fact that we just had a shitload of news and people are playing a shitload of games, we're just going to do that. We're just going to yeah. Just gonna do, do the normal, normal thing, right? Yeah, just yeah. do a normal show. I think that's fitting. Yeah, every time we did special stuff, it's usually just bad, right? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think it's fitting that we've finally run out of creative ideas. <sighs> yeah. No, I'm at, too... At episode 500. I'm too old to be sitting around writing scripts or setting yeah. up things, you know? I just... or, or risking the vengeance <laughs> of God. <laughs> Well, let's let's look back to the past and what have you guys done for special occasions? We broke the well, internet. Yeah, okay. the the infamous episode 100 which was so bad that God himself sent a hurricane to <laughs> Southwest Ohio. Yep. To make sure that that show never saw the light of day. That was before Audacity automatically backed up, so we recorded for 2 plus hours and at least was, and then with hur- six different people in the room. Yep, and then the hurricane hit. And the power went out, and that show was lost into the ether. Thank so did God. you guys just skip 100 and just go 101? No, we came back the next week to do the official 100, but episode okay. 100 was oh, okay. so bad yep. that if you'd have heard it, we wouldn't have made it to 101. Nope. <laughs> it was nope. that bad. It was bad. Right. And, um, yeah, it was bad. What else? I mean, there's 200, 300, and 400. Have you guys? Did you guys do anything for those? Uh, we did a video podcast for one of them. Yep. Okay. I can't remember which one that was now. Oh, I just watched. I just, it showed up in my YouTube recommended videos the other day, and I clicked on it, and I think it was either 150 or 200. I don't remember. And then um, I don't think we've really done much for any of the other milestones. 
Yeah, because 100 felt like a milestone, and then we tried to make another milestone with the video, and I didn't. Yeah, you know, there like 200, 300. You know, that doesn't feel like it. But when you get to 500, mm-hmm. yeah, that feels like something. It does feel like something. You know what feels even crazier than 500? A thousand. That's true. Yeah. Of course, so if we if we get to a thousand for that in hours, so. If I if I make it that far, Wombat and I will be discussing our son's graduations. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't talking about the colleges where they're going. Yeah, I don't know that I want to think about you know having a show where I'm like, yeah, my son just graduated uh, high school. He's about to go to college, and I'm still doing a podcast about video games. You know. Well, be the good news is cars. my cholesterol results came back. <laughs> I had to up my pills, you know, from a heart. I only attended three funerals yesterday, so that was nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm only, and I Ken's closer than me, I'm only uh, four years from a whole slew of recommended medical procedures. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, the, a thousand episodes seems the finger, excessive. The finger exam, you know... I, Everyone looks forward to that, though. I mean, like that's a whole thing. lot of a whole yeah. lot of untoward things I'm gonna have to do to maintain my health. Yeah, yeah. Recommending you can't just yeah. wake up and slap yourself in the face and brush your teeth and go to, go about your day. No, definitely can't. So Not anymore. That's uh, yeah. God, I'm simply my my uh my my health and the the status of this vessel. That I survive in <laughs> is substantially worse than it was 11 years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were. We were. You know what's funny is we were talking about Dead Rising then, and we talked about Dead Rising now. Dead Rising one to Dead Rising four, huh? Yeah, I remember wow. Dead Rising was one of the first games we talked about. That's what I remember. So the podcast started around the beginning of the 360 cycle. Then, yeah, we were. We all had 360s, and we were real close to the PS3 slash Wii launch. When the show started, damn. Yeah, we were building up to the Wii launch. Yep, we and Wii was the system that everybody bought. Nobody bought a PS3 except for me. Well, PS3 uh, when it first came out was like what, like six? Yeah, nobody could afford it, and I really couldn't afford it. Ninety-nine U.S. dollars. (laughs) That's fucking. Yeah, I waited until it went down to four hundred to buy mine, and I was a big Sony fan back then. Yeah. So, whew. That was a that was a crazy launch weekend. There was only six people at the PS3 launch when I went to it, and five of them were buying it to sell on eBay. Just... So Ryan, why don't you just get a second job, like the guy said? You know, <laughs> just you know, that's what you need to do. You know, if you no, want I... to, if you want the prestige of owning a PS3, you got to work for it, right? That's a great point. Yes, that's a great point, and I probably should have. I was mm-hmm. too lazy. Yeah, I was too yeah. lazy to own a video game console. T- typical American behavior, you know. Yeah, Japanese overlords have always told us right. Yeah. Yeah, we should have all been working 65 hours a week. Yeah, so you could buy that console with that crab beating up game on it. At Enraged Racer! PS3. Was Rich Racer launch? Uh, I think it was around the launch time. That was a meme, right, for a while? Well, the Ridge Racer was from the the PSP. That was the meme for the PSP. Oh, was it for the PSP? Like, do you remember this game? Ridge Racer! He held up his PSP out of his pocket. Yeah, nobody remembers Ridge Racer. 
<laughs> I actually I think Ridge Racer Seven was the last like real Ridge Racer, and I think it was a PS3 game, but I don't remember if it was launch. I know six was a launch game for Xbox 360, mm-hmm. but I I know seven came out only on PS3, but I don't remember if it was launch or not. But nothing was you know none of that is relevant because you could flip the crab over and then hit its you know hit its side for massive damage, and that's where the next generation was all about. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, real time weapon change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff we hadn't seen before. No. Yeah. Yes. Sanity. Anyway. But it's okay because Lair is going to come and save the PS3. <laughs> oh, man, I remember playing Lair. But the motion oh. control game with the without Rumble. Oh, oh yeah. man, yeah. Well, People but don't you, can't, want Rumble. Can't, you can't put Rumble in the controller and have motion control at the same time. <sighs> How'd they do it that's, later? That's just silly. Oh. It, magic. Don't ask questions. <laughs> There's a small gravitational pull inside of the PS3 controller that allows them to do it now, but before the the technology just wasn't there. Man, so. there were so like this. There's so many stupid things that people forget. Memory cards and controllers. Oh, don't get me started with memory cards. I lost so many hours of progress because of bad memory cards. Oh Mem- man. Remember when it was going to be the end of the world because Metal Gear went to the Xbox? Oh, yeah, yeah. Metal Gear went to... Oh, because of Metal Gear Solid 4, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Well, 2 two went to the Xbox. And then, oh, that's... Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Subsistence and all that stuff. I remember those yeah. ports. Yeah. yeah. Back then, it was it was a different time. Like, like all the kids that played video games, they were, like, obsessed with the Japanese stuff. And if it went to an American console... Oh, my God! Oh my god! And Final Fantasy became a traitor again after yes. betraying Nintendo. Yes, when they yeah. announced it for Xbox 360. Oh my god. How many discs was that game, by the way? Final like Fantasy... 13 for Xbox 360? Was it like five discs or something? No, no, no. It's either two or three. I can't remember exactly. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. The, yeah, I think Lost... What's the... Lost Odyssey? That's the other uh, Sakaguchi game, right? Yeah, that's the Miss Walker game, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was the one with the most discs. That was four. Yeah, it's a lot of flipping. Well, you know, Microsoft didn't want to pay Sony, you know, for the the Blu-ray. Mm. They were back in that HD DVD, baby. <laughs> I remember when you predicted the HD DVD would would race. I was like, mm, that seems suspect. Well, it was all dependent on who porn chose, dude. That's true. That's very true. Who did porn choose? Pikachu, who's being played by Ryan Reynolds. Sorry, that just went other places. I'm so curious to see what that movie is going to be. Uh, yeah, I kind of need to see it. Wait, what are we talking about? Detective Pikachu is coming to America, the movie, and Ryan Reynolds is doing the voice of Pikachu. I thought that was a game. No, it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Oh boy! It's live so action movie with a with a CGI Pikachu in it. They didn't cast Danny DeVito like everyone wanted. Nope, it's Ryan Reynolds. Jeez, what a mistake! Danny DeVito or Gilbert Godfrey would have been perfect. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I can handle Gilbert Godfrey. Ryan, for two do, hours. can you do an impression of Gilbert Godfrey? Is what I want to know because that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I'm a little bit afraid mm-hmm. if I tried. That I might open a portal to hell in my basement. I, you probably would. You probably okay. would. I'm also afraid for your health as well, so let's not try that. All right. 
All right, let's talk about video games because there's yes. a lot of those going around right now. Uh, Jay, do you want to kick us off? Talk about some video games. Sure do. Well, you know, uh, I have a lot to talk about, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to just forget about all the rest. I'm just going to concentrate on two games that really matter right now. And uh, I really wanted Drew here to talk about the experience we had with Monster Hunter World because uh. I played a decent amount with him. Uh, Ryan, did you also get the chance to check that out? I did, yep. I didn't oh, get great. to play as much of it as I liked, but I did get to play some of it, sure. Great. I mean, I would love to hear your impression um, first. No, 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 I'd love to hear your impression first. Okay, sure. So, as someone that's played basically every Monster Hunter game in existence, and gotten, like, G rank and everything, I was kind of afraid at the back of my mind that this would be, a, you know, a dumbed-down version of Monster Hunter, where they just streamline everything to try to appease the masses. And while there is a lot of, you know, streamlining, certainly, they didn't cut out any of the depth, the complexity, the the things that, that, that really make you want to delve deeper and deeper into the complex mechanics of the game, while adding all the nuances of what you would expect from modern gaming. So you have this, now you have this kind of like this open world map that you can kind of travel from one camp to the next at any given time just by opening up the map and, you know, just pressing the, the checkpoints. And um, the, the way the creatures move around the, the world and the way you track them using the little, fl- uh, little tracker flies that you have, it just feels very dynamic. Everything just works really well. And uh, from a visual standpoint, man, like... Going from just playing a bunch of 3DS and PSP games for the last, like, 10 years, it's just worlds apart. The the visual effects, the animation, and the fact that they give you a bunch of different options to choose, whether you want the faster frame rates, whether you want the resolution, whether you want, you know, like, high visual quality for all the effects and stuff like that, you can toggle them. And uh, on the PS4 Pro, I chose the frame rates, and I think it seems to be lo- uh, working on Lock 60. And... Um, Monster Hunter game has not like been like locked in sissy like forever, ever. Actually, I'm not. I'm not even sure if it ever was at any point. So that's a that's a beautiful thing to see. It just makes the game just feel much better, and the animation of not only your characters but the monsters just come to life like uh in in a much uh is in much vivid detail. I would say the the combat and the weapons that they give uh, they don't give you access to every weapon that's available in the game. I think maybe that might have been too much for newcomers. They give you a hand. There's like a bunch of different types of melee and ranged weapons. And they give you loadouts that you can try out that are built from the bottom up to kind of cater to certain play styles and stuff. And I tried almost every one of them. And they're built very well. The weapons are very fun to wield. They're easy to grasp but difficult to master for every one of them. And that's exactly where you want to be for a Monster Hunter game. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, there is... Nothing negative I can say about this game, except for the fact that when I want to make a multiplayer game with Drew, we had to do a dumb code for the room and make it private in order for me to join. That I had to type in like a like an eight nine digit code with capital letters actually mattering. So it's like F six nine capital T lowercase C, and then I was just kind of sitting there typing this stuff in. Why not just? allow him to invite me to the room after he made the room you know it's like that's that's basic thing you can do for multiplayer game that doesn't seem to be in the game right now maybe it will be in the full game but that's something of a bit of a concern but outside of that the visual uh the visuals the the combat the uh the depth of the mechanics all the changes that they've made with the ui and the controls feel fantastic 
and the new moves, the 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 weapons that are available, just uh, feel great. They feel meaningful, not just kind of tacked on, but uh, just really nice to have. Um, yeah, just my hype level was already already way too high for this game, and to see it meet my expectations and kind of go a little bit above it. It speaks volumes to the quality of this game, and I just cannot wait for January at this point. So, uh, Ryan, please. You know the Monster Hunter devs have only been <clears> making <throat> games for the 3DS. That's why they make you put in that code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely believe it. No, actually, for when I play for 3DS, you can invite people pretty easily uh, on the 3DS. It's not bad. You just look at your friend list, and you can actually tag in and invite them, so you actually didn't have to do the, the code for 3DS. That'll, that'll be Monster Hunter World 2. <laughs> Maybe, but um, I I'm expecting some kind of a uh, because when they sh- were showing off uh, the game at E3, they were showing drop in drop out kind of multiplayer play after the the host like puts up a flare for you know like to get some reinforcements. So I'm ex- I'm expecting something that's going to be a bit more fluid for multiplayer, but uh, for now it seems a little clunky. But outside of that, boy, oof, a game of the year 2018 playing it. You know, in 2017 for me. Yeah, I uh, I really have liked what I've played so far. And um, it's I agree with Jay. I think <clears throat> the nice thing about it is I know there, there were some concerns up front about, oh, they're going to they're gonna dumb down Monster Hunter and it's not going to be Monster Hunter anymore. And um, I feel like <clears throat> they stripped out all the, or at least a lot of the jank yeah, that the certainly. series had built up over the years that... Quite honestly, I think some people who are fans of Monster Hunter had defended as a sort of, some sort of integral part of the experience, um, just because that's the way the games had been. Mm-hmm. It certainly was not an integral part of the experience. <laughs> um, it, it's 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 good that that jank is gone, and um, I I really enjoyed what I played of it. I I let my son. Because uh, he's played Monster Hunter Freedom Unite on uh, uh, iPad. And so I let him uh, uh, mess around with it while I, we had a bunch of friends over last night. So we were cleaning house most of the day. And um, I let him mess around with it. And I came back and I'm like, wait a minute, did you beat the first level already? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it wasn't too hard. But I'm like, nice. Okay. I'm not used to. So, uh, just I'm, not, I'm not used to being able to beat the first level of Monster Hunter very easily, let alone uh, for my seven-year-old to do so. So, just uh, real quick, this is a beta. Is it is it single player? Yep, it's both. Interesting. Yeah, it's both. Okay. Yeah, they have I, single I player and multiplayer. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I didn't bother downloading it because I was doing Christmas stuff all weekend, so I didn't really play much. But huh, uh, there's yeah. still time uh, to play it, Ken. I do recommend I think it. You runs. Do. It runs through Tuesday, doesn't it? Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know it runs at least till Monday. All so, right. Well, if I yeah. if I can if I can play it tomorrow after work, I'll I'll pop in the single player. But yeah, today's football, so I won't be playing anything today. Either. Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't preloaded it, just go ahead and do that, and then you know just hop on and play it. I think you'll you'll like it a lot, even though I know you're not a big fan of the series. I think this is the one that might change people's minds, uh, and that's something that I haven't really been able to say. I think Monster Hunter Four Ultimate was a really good entry point for the series with a lot of the a lot of the things that they did that was like a positive change for the series in general. But this one is just dramatically different. And the fact that you have the fucking controller instead of having to hold the 3DS or the PSP or the Vita or whatever that you're playing on, this makes a world of difference. Those controls are just so much better. 
So you just you just have a better time playing because of it. Yeah, because, I think that I think that okay. makes a huge difference. I think it makes a huge yeah. difference, um, <laughs> and that that also contributes to some of the jank feeling like it's gone yes. because it controls much better. Um, it's easier to. I love that you can click R three and lock on to a mm-hmm. uh, an enemy. Um, it's yeah, it's great. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Even with the new 3DS XL that I've been playing on, like when I played Monster Hunter Generations, like that little nub that they put in saying like, oh, it's the replacement for the Circle Pro. And I was like, great. But guess what? It, it works like shit. It, it, it feels like you're playing with like the nipples of like a dead person. Because that's how responsive it fucking is. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like a thing. You just kind of press on it. You just try to move it. And it's just it's hard. It doesn't do anything. It's crap. And then you have the right, you know, right analog stick of the DualShock Four now. It's like, oh, I can aim this gun wherever I want, and then it just feels good because you got to aim for all the weak spots with your um, ranged weapons, or uh, it's not going to work. And uh, John, did you get to play any World uh, Monster Hunter Worlds while we were talking about it? I did actually. Hello. Please tell me about your impressions. Um, I hated it. Oh, why'd you hate it? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sure the mood was really high just before I got on. I, I didn't um, no, play it. I didn't play it, so... Um, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to put into words, but I, mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate why people like that game uh, and those games. Um, and it looks very pretty. I just... For me, the, the thrill of the hunt, the... Mm-hmm. Um, the preparation, the um, you know, sorting out your your what kind of armor you're going to have, what kind of weapons you're going to use, um, it's just too boring. It it just, I it just doesn't ignite any kind of passion in me. So I'm not saying it's a bad game, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know because I've never really got into them. I was hoping Monster World was going to kind of open my eyes a little bit and maybe get me in. Mm-hmm. No, I just I, I played the the first. I've done like the tutorial bit where you can. Play, play about with the, the weapons, and then I did the uh, the tutorial mission at the beginning where you're hunting this big bellied beast, and I I don't know I just didn't it didn't ignite me it didn't it didn't click with me so um, as much as I did want hmm? that game to do something it just didn't so I, it's not going to be a game that I'm going to really go into at all. Okay, so, yeah, sorry, sorry Shane. No, no, no. By by all means, I think that's a very very valid opinion to have. Because obviously they change a lot of things and the upgrade with the controls and the visuals are going to mean a lot. But uh, I mean, there are certain aspects of that gameplay that's not very friendly to uh, you know some people that don't enjoy that kind of thing. So yeah. it's uh, I mean, it's a valuable I, I, thing. I'm sure you loved it. I'm sure. I'm, oh I'm yes. Sure any Monster Hunter fan, I can see why they get excited about this because it does seem like a, uh, and it certainly seems a little bit more accessible to non-fans as well. The, the controls seem quite straightforward, although I did keep getting the uh, attack buttons wrong because they put it on X and um, on a triangle, and I'm used to um, square being an attack button. But, um, I mean, you get used to it, sure. Yeah, it just didn't... It didn't hit me with anything, I'm afraid. The the only thing that the game, the, the beta doesn't represent, is the the idea of hunting hunting them and then getting the items. Because even if you, you know, farm the items and you're picking up all this stuff around the environment and carving up the monsters, um, you're not going to be able to use any of that to craft any new gear. 
And no, I think there's a, a yeah. exactly. I think there's a certain uh, satisfaction and addiction to farming mm-hmm. monsters, and then seeing your character improve over time, get better gear, and then going back mm-hmm. to monsters that you had you know issues before. Like for example, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, did you have any issues uh, fighting the first monster? Like, did you beat it with a lot of um, time left, or? Oh, I, I think I beat it with about. Uh, I think it took me about 12, 12 to fifteen minutes. I, I think it said like six minutes something left. Uh, so it wasn't uh, particularly um, uh, difficult. But right. I don't, there was something about it. it was like I, I, I thought it was cool that you had to to find the trap. I mean, I felt it was easy. I don't know whether it's more difficult when you actually play the game for real. But those finding the traps, it was like go here, investigate that do that five times, oh, then go over here, investigate that, and then suddenly you've got a glowy, sparkly trail to the monster. Um, I felt that was a little bit too easy. Oh, no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's way more organic. That's just for the tutorial. Most uh, yeah. of the time, you actually just run to the monster without even finding its track first. Yes, and, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I did find the track, but he wasn't too far away, so it was like, well, okay. And, and, but I felt the combat against the monster was... It just didn't. It wasn't exciting enough for me. And uh, which, I, okay, uh, which weapon did you use, by the way? I used like a, a two-bladed weapon. Ah, oh, the double blades. Okay. Um, uh, because I felt that one. Because I like my weapons to be fast, and that seemed mm-hmm. to be a lot of the other weapons were quite slow. Yeah. And I know they'll have their benefits uh, for for playing, but I I like like I say I like my uh, my weapons to be sort of quick to to feel like I'm I'm quite fast and I'm I'm doing some damage and uh, and it just like it was like. Attack, 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 attack. Oh, always getting angry. Dodge, dodge, attack, 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 attack. Um, it also kept, and I didn't know what I was getting, whether I was doing something wrong, but I was, um, you got to a stage where it would go up his belly, and mm-hmm. then, like, a little prompt would come up saying R1. So I hit R1, and my weapons got put away. And I'm thinking, well, why did I just do, I oh, thought that no. was like some kind of killing attack, like to do more damage. <laughs> uh, at that point, what happens is that when you knock over an enemy on like its vulnerable side, sometimes you can actually carve them for material while they're still alive. And then that'll trigger some rare items that you can pick up. And I think that's probably what was happening. You probably pull uh, put your weapons away in order to get some items from the from the guy. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, but you could also use that time to obviously do a lot of damage because they're, you know, kind of incapacitated. Yeah. Um, and then he ran away and I had to chase him before he recuperated. And then it was over, and I thought, eh, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not totally, totally sold on it. So, um, I hope everyone is enjoying it. Uh, those that like Monster Hunter, I really do. I, I just don't think it's going to be for me. Okay, sure. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you don't have to feel sorry for well, not like, enjoying I, something. That I'm, I, I'm kind I, of sorry I myself because again, it's one of those games that uh, people who are passionate about it really are passionate about it, and they, and they can spend hundreds of hours going through because it is a, a deep game yeah. and I, I really wanted to be able to experience it, that kind of passion it, it just didn't do it for me Never yeah, mind. yeah that's, that's, that's just how it goes man like sometimes you enjoy games that a lot of other people don't sometimes you don't enjoy something that a lot of people do and then you kind of feel left out and you kind of want to try to enjoy it that's how, that's how I feel about a lot of the Grand Theft Auto games like I talked about last before like how I never finished a single Grand Theft Auto game. I appreciate them, and I accept the fact that they are awesome games, you know, mm. very quality games, and I do want to play them, but I just don't enjoy them. 
like other people do. And it kind of makes me feel left out. And then, you know, it just kind of feels bad. But at the same time, you know, because I have different tastes, I'm able to enjoy a lot of other things that some people might, yeah, you know, not enjoy. Yeah, courses and that. Yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah, that's Monster Hunter World. So, um, I'm going to play more of it today, tomorrow as well. Uh, play. I told some people that I would play with them, so I'll hop on and do that. Um, the, the other oh, game that I want that, to do. Does okay. that actually have, uh, the, the fight doesn't actually have multiplayer, that's good. Yes, it does. So it has quick play multiplayer for just matchmaking, and also it makes you allows you to make private rooms to invite your friends and stuff. Yeah, that's um, yeah and also if you do beat the, the missions um, in the game in the beta, you get items you can carry over to the full game, which is a nice uh, touch. Yeah, so I, I always enjoy those kind of things when things in the beta that you accomplish may matter in the full game. So that's nice. So I'll be I'll be sure to get all of that to transfer over to the full game in January. But uh, the fact that that game is coming, you know, it's a little over a month from now. It just makes me very happy. Uh, the other game that I've been spending a heck of a lot of time, and I mean a heck of a lot of time playing, is Xenoblade 2. This is a game that's consumed my life for the last two weeks, and I'm still not done with it. Yeah, you weren't on last week, so I couldn't ask you. My friend is, um, uh, my friend is playing it at the moment, mm-hmm. and he, he is absolutely spellbound by it. He said yeah. he's, he's, <clears> put about, he's put about 50 hours in, and he said... It's, uh, he's like, got what he's, he said, I've got like, I'm 50 hours in, I've just got my last, all the, the what he thinks is his last, uh, Party member? Yeah. I remember. And he said, it's just, he said, there are some problems in the fact that it's very Japanese. Um, and, you know, some of the visual choices that they've made are a little bit weird. But mm? he said that that doesn't detract. He said it's a great story. And he said, it's, it, they do a good job of getting you through or hooked on the story before then letting the world open up to you. So I think that's quite cool. Yeah. Um, so, Ken, I know you played a little bit of it. Um, I'm guessing Ryan is not really into this kind of games, right? Yeah, I, I did not play it. I I was interested to kind of see what the feedback was, mm-hmm. but I have not played it. Well, okay. Well, um I I did I wasn't here last week to hear your impressions of it, Ken. Did you get to get to play a little bit more? You have some uh, more things to say about the game? I, I I jumped back in. I'd been trying to play the game. I don't know if I'm just not in the mood mm. for that kind of game right now. But I played initially when we talked last week. I had played up to the point where you leave the dock in the beginning. You get your your job that you got to go do, and you're about mm-hmm. to head out. Uh, this week, I finally did start the journey um but i don't feel like i've got anywhere like i'm running yeah, around it's, on the it's, ship. It's, it's a very long game it's yeah. a, it's a very slow burn i'm like two hours into it and i really feel like i've done nothing and it, it's just it's just a very hard start for me it is but it is. i'm, I'm feeling see. like i i hope that i get into it a little more um because i do like the premise i yes. like the whole um you know above the clouds kind of thing. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, <laughs> the voice acting is very interesting. I, uh, I will say that I switched to Japanese voice acting after about five, six hours and I haven't gone back. I, I don't want to read. I, I don't want to read subtitles. I hate reading I, subtitles. I, I understand it. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for that at all. But... That English voice acting just wasn't good. <laughs> and the lip syncing, they didn't even try. 
Not uh, even a little bit. No, and it's it's the the range of accents and that uh, English voice acting is. Uh, whew, let me tell you about that. Oh. I think I think some guy called me Boyo a bunch of times. I was like, "What's going on?" Just, I, I think my where am I? my favorite scene so far where I just rolled my eyes was the when you beat the big the big first big monster on the boat when you're when you're driving out mm-hmm. and uh, Rex and uh, I can't remember her name look at each other and he's like. Gramps always told me to respect my elders. And she's like, elders. And then they both say, ha 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 And the cat like rubs his head. I'm like, what the fuck what? is even happening in this game? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the little cat girl sounds like an old, old grandma for some reason as yep. well. She reminds, like, me of, she reminds me of Morgan in Marvel Capcom Infinite. Yeah! <laughs> some old Scottish does. lady. <laughs> she does. It might be the same actress. I would not be surprised. But if you listen to Japanese voice, I was like, that sounds very different. That yeah. sounds like how it should sound like, and I, I, just, I just go for it. And there's a lot of inconsistency with the name. Like, the main characters are named different in Japanese a lot of times. And I'm like, ah, that's confusing to listen to while reading the subtitles at the same time. So it's like, eh. But I understand it. That's localization. But let's talk about the game itself. Since uh, Ryan wanted to get some feedback on it, I'm sure other people are kind of in the border or you know, trying to figure out whether they want to pick up the game. The thing that I want to open up with this game in particular is is the world uh, that Ken just kind of teased. So the world of uh, Alras is the what is called, and uh, it's built upon these titans, these living beings, the size of continent, the size of ships, and people live on top of these titans, kind of like like a symbiotic relationship that they got going there, and they're able to. Isn't that always the story in a Xenoblade game? Uh, it was also the story in Xenoblade Chronicles 1, but they were actually on Titans that were dead. So uh, these, are, these are living Titans, and underneath, uh, at the bottom, there was, a, there was just ocean. So and it wasn't uh, like a cloud of sea. So there's, a, there's a differences, but I understand that what you're talking about. It's, just, it's similar, for sure. Okay. Um, so you have these Titans, and they're able to survive. But at the same time, these Titans are also dying. And these continents are beginning to fall. And the, the places to live, the natural resources are all dwindling. Nations are fighting against each other for fertile land and resources such alike. Tensions are high. And in this world, there is a relationship between these groups called drivers and blades. And what these people are is that blades are kind of these beings born from these cores these crystal cores and when they become resonated with a person they're able to awaken and give in a corporal form and uh, that person that resonated with the blade becomes the becomes the driver and they have a relationship where if the driver dies the blade is also kind of uh, kind of goes back into its core to be dormant for a time and then they could be awakened again but the thing about the blade is that technically since they never die, even if their driver is killed, they are immortal. But what happens is that when a driver is killed, the blade loses all memory of the time that they were you know, alive with that particular driver. So even though they have immortality, their actual lifespan, their lifespan of their memory for one lifetime is much shorter than one, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the lifespan of a person. So you have this dynamic between driver and blade, where blades are being kind of used as tools, while they're kind of also at the same time they're immortal. They're you know they have battle 
capabilities. They're superior beings in a lot of ways. But they have to serve these drivers in some way because if they die, you know, if they're not happy with them, then they'll suffer the consequences by going back to their core and then losing all their memories. So there's this dynamic between the drivers and the blade that really uh, propels the story along for with the lore and everything that's going around. And I will say the difference between the other games, the Xenoblade Chronicles X, while, which is a game that I played, I enjoyed and I, I reviewed. But at the same time, I, I said specifically that it's a game that had to be enjoyed despite itself because of a lot of the decisions that they made that were really silly. Um, and also, that game was about the world, the exploration, less than the characters and the story. And for Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it follows closely with the first game where they balance everything much better. The storyline, the overarching storyline, the lore of the world with the fi- failing titans, the, the relationship between drivers and blades, um, and uh, the various uh, characters that kind of pop up here and there, which are all very enjoyable. They're very funny as well. There's a lot of good humor here. Obviously, there's some, you know, some things that's kind of kind of going to go over people's heads. It's going to feel very Japanese, as people say, uh, in some ways. But I found myself laughing along quite often during uh, during the game. Which is something that doesn't happen often in uh, video games, unfortunately. And um, you have this nice balance of these really great cinematic story payoff mo- payoff moments with a cast of really interesting and fun characters to lead the way. And you have this giant world for you to explore. It's not open world because you load into zones here and there. So, you know, it's not completely open, so don't think that it is. But at the same time, these zones are so big and large that sometimes it would take me over an hour just to try to explore one side of one map. And um, and the exploration is good because it's one of those things where if you go and you, you see a place in the distance and you think to yourself, like, well, there there's probably going to be something there. There probably is going to be something there. It's one of those things where, you know, they really want to reward you for exploring hard to get to places there's monsters all over the place, like rare monsters that you could battle for high, uh, you know, high level gear and items. Um, the amount of, uh, you know, the amount of things that you can find in the environment, whether they be for, you know, completing quests or whatever, is uh, there's there's just a ton of stuff to do. And um, the combat itself is actually really interesting too, because at the very beginning you have access to only one blade. And the combat is very slow because you only have three skills at first. You auto-attack, you fill up the special meter, and you can, you're can you able to unleash the specials. And you have you can slide in three. But ultimately, you get access to three different blades. That means you have access to nine different skills. And each one of these blades, you can actually switch back and forth to uh, as long as you know you give a, give, uh, you give a little bit of time for you know, a cooldown. So you can do a thing called uh, combos. So, for example, you can have uh, an enemy go into a break state by using a break attack. You can topple them using a topple attack. You can do a launch attack, which launches the enemy into the sky, like twirling around. And you can smash them to the ground for massive damage. And they even pop out items like a fucking piñata. It's great. So, you have these things where you want to work with your different blades in conjunction with your character along with the other AI control characters. And you want to do all these combos. You're able to do a normal attack, cancel into a special attack, which will give you more meter. So there is a depth and strategy to the uh, to the to the combat, and also 
not only in the way you fight while you're in the uh, in the you know in the combat situation yourself, but also in how you decide to make your party. That's just as important, and I think that speaks volumes for the strategic elements of the combat. And um, I think it's really good. I think the combat is actually better than Xenoblade Chronicles One, uh, better than Xenoblade Chronicles X. I think this is the best one yet. It's very very enjoyable. I find myself like kind of trying to figure out the best loadout to beat certain bosses. Trying to figure out whether or not you know I should try to minimize and maximize the aspects of this that and that that you know flipping blades around here and there. So yeah, just just in general, just a very positive experience. I will say that the game does have some negatives in the fact that the the frame rates are all over the place in certain parts of the game and in certain encounters with multiple enemies. It'll drop to like the high tens and just kind of stay there for remainder. So it's a rough game. I would like to have seen this game on like a an Xbox One X, PC, you know, PS4 kind of deal. But you know, you get you you, t- you take what you can get. It's not game breaking, but you're gonna notice it for, uh, throughout your uh, experience. There's some jank with uh, how you deal with uh, certain aspects of environmental puzzles, where you gotta slide in a bunch of different blades in order to meet certain requirements to get over certain obstacles, and that becomes a that becomes a chore. Um, but overall, I've, ha- I've had a tremendous experience with uh, Xenoblade 2. It's, it's taken over my life the last two weeks. It's, this is the game that I've been playing the most. And even with the Monster Hunter beta open, and you know how uh, high I'm on that game, I'm also still playing Xenoblade alongside it. So, um, yeah, it's very good. This is the sequel that I wanted for Xenoblade Chronicles. My game of the year for whatever that year was. And Xenoblade Chronicles X, while it was still fun and enjoyable in its own way, it was a different beast, and this feels as the, as the one you know with the number two on it feels like the actual successor to Xenoblade Chronicles One that I wanted. So if you liked Xenoblade Chronicles One, you didn't like X, uh, and then you wanted more of the first game, then yes, this is exactly what you were waiting for. Like have no doubt, just go just go pick it up. But um, even if even if you're not, if you're into you know JRPGs and if you have a Switch. I think this is probably the best one you can get there. The other one you can get is like this guy five. I like this guy, but I think this one has a much better, uh, wider appeal as well. So, um, anything you guys want to add or uh, ask about it all? I don't think so. Okay. What do you feel about it after you heard me talk about it and rant about this game? Do you feel like you might be more interested in checking it out at some point, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going at some point. Yeah, I'm sure at some point I'll check it out. Um, I just the um, I got so much stuff to play right now, and that yeah. sounds like a really long and involved game. Yeah, which it's, it's tough for me to get into. It, it especially with Monster Hunter coming, it's going to be really hard for me to think about a, a long involved game. Sure, but maybe um, at, when it's like deeply discounted at some point, you know, like half yeah. price or something, you can pick it up and check yeah, it out. Yeah, that, that would be the thought. <laughs> Yeah, that's Nintendo game. That's yeah, I know. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kind of throwing it out there, but maybe see a twenty percent discount. That's that's likely. Lucky. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it. You know, I just wanted to really highlight those two games, the the games that mean the most the last two weeks. So um, yeah, yeah, that's it for me. All right. So Wombat, you want to talk about some video games? Um. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Um, I, uh... Ken, Ken, how could you put him on the spot like that, man? I mean, I mean... <laughs> I, I wasn't even prepared to talk about exactly. video games today. No, um, 
What do you think? This I figured was? we'd just talk about everything that happened over the last eleven years and five hundred episodes. I, I wasn't yeah. really prepared. I don't, to talk I don't, about I, I'm gonna be fair. I don't remember half of it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, um, I as as we already talked about, I played Monster Hunter. Um, as we already talked about, I'm super into it. I also like the 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 monsters fighting each other when you run across um, two larger monsters. Yeah. Uh, in the same area, sometimes they'll start attacking each other, uh, which I think is awesome. So I, uh, I'm super into it, and I'm excited for next month. Uh, other than that, I did finish um, the uh, the Frozen Wilds expansion for Horizon. Oh, very nice. Um, <laughs> the story in that is awesome, and what what I think it does best is it's um, it. It, it's not post-story DLC. It actually takes place before the final battle. Um, but it, you know, the developers know that most of the people that are playing it have already beat the game. So it does a good job, I think, of giving you, the player, and Aloy as the main character... Uh, additional information that both makes things leading up to the end of the actual game make more sense, but it's got enough stuff in there that Aloy doesn't know yet won't be resolved, but you as the player know, hey, this question doesn't get resolved by the end of the game, so it must be more DLC, right? Or it must be for the sequel. It must be setting up for the sequel. So... Um, I, the the final sequence of that game is really cool. The environment that you're in for the final sequence is really cool, and the last boss is hard as balls. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, just so. Is it a unique uh, boss, or I hope it's not one of those tank enemies again? It is a unique <laughs> boss, um, and it's it's basically a souped up version of one of the other. Um, uh, monsters that you fight but um it has different powers and it's bigger nice so um and much 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 harder um and then basically this this isn't a spoiler but once you um once you finish that um the the story is over but basically it tells you hey we've just learned that five more of these specific type of monsters are now roaming the countryside, and so you have an opportunity to go fight five more of them um, that are, like, scattered throughout the DLC uh, map. So um, I, I really liked sort of the, the additional opportunity to, to kill that type of monster. Um, so, yeah, I, I would certainly recommend it. I know Ken mentioned last week the PS Plus sale for it. It's going to last until, like, 2020 or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, so, you know, if you, if you have PlayStation Plus, you can buy it for 14.99. You should definitely buy it. Um, it's it's definitely a worthy addition to the Horizon canon. Um, and the characters in it are really good. The environment is also really cool. Um, it's a nice change of pace. So definitely check it out. Do you... Uh, uh- do you feel like after finishing the DLC, they'll make another DLC for Horizon? Or is this it, and then we're going to go to the sequel? Man, it's hard to tell, because some of the stuff that they 
it it depends. I'm trying to I'm trying to answer without giving too much away. Right. Uh, it, it depends on what they choose to be or where they choose to go in terms of the story for Horizon Two, which they already kind of set up uh, in the post credits stuff for Horizon. Um, I I could see sort of the the reason that everything happens in the DLC being its own standalone DLC, or I could see it playing a part in a sequel, either one. I don't feel like I really have a great grasp on that. Okay, so they left it pretty open-ended for where they could go I, next. I think so, yeah. Good. And I, I think they, um, you know, just the very nature of that game um, is um, sort of left it open for a bunch of possibilities for sequels. Um, and I, I think... You know, they've got another one here, but if they chose to say, well, we're going to turn this into another 10-hour DLC, I think they could do that, too. Um, I, my, my guess, if I had to guess, my guess would lean more towards the sequel, but we'll see. Nice. So, um, I did play uh, some more Assassin's Creed Origins, and... Um, as is now become my tendency with that game, I didn't do any main story missions at all. <laughs> Ended up just floating side mission to side mission. Um, because I'm like, ooh, there's a side mission over here. Ooh, there's a side mission over here. Ooh, there's a side mission over here. And I just, yeah, ooh, a piece of candy. So I just bounce <laughs> side mission to side mission. Um, and uh, But, you know, I'm still I'm still really enjoying that game. I, I still think the side missions do a great job of painting the, the main character's story. Um, yeah, I just so, wish they had a little more variety. To the side missions, like I, I run into a lot of investigate this area or yeah. take out this camp. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of hey, look here, and then go kill these bandits. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Monster Hunter was the only other thing I, that I played. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. I did. Um, um, I finished the uh, the second mission. So. Uh, We'll give the last mission a shot and see how that goes. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that I will get crushed and <laughs> my bones will get ground into dirt because, as much as I have loved the Monster Hunter games, um, I have never been all that great at them. So we'll uh, we'll see. It might take you a try or two, but I'm sure you can beat it. But uh, boy, it is spectacular. Good. I'm excited. All right. And uh, that's it. We'll move on to me, sir, John. Me, sir. Um, <clears throat> so I guess I should really talk about the two big games I played um, this week, uh, both of which were in VR. So mm. as promised last week, I have now played and reviewed both Skyrim and Ding. You didn't play Skyrim, uh, John? No. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> you just watched a YouTube video and then wrote a review. Unbelievable! <laughs> what am I? What am I missing? Uh, so, um, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you about Skyrim first, and then the comment that I got on Twitter. Okay. Uh, so, Skyrim, unfortunately, is the the run of the litter. Um, it it has some great moments, and they come from uh, so. You know, at the start of the game, you have to go into the caverns and those. you find that big area with the spiders and they suddenly start coming at you. That's scary as shit in VR. 
That proper is terrifying. Um, there's also when you are out in the open world, um, you see a dragon and it's you know and it's up close and it's breathing fire towards you and it it feels it does feel like you're there in a sense. Um, unfortunately, that comes at the cost of a couple of things. Now, firstly. The, the visual fidelity is terrible. I mean, unless you're right up close to a character, any character in the partial background is blurry as anything. And it is off-putting. Um, and then when you are up close, you're kind of up close to, I don't know, um, and they've got this, I don't know, fabric on, and it looks blurry because it's not as high-res as, like, the remastered version. So it kind of takes it out there. Um, when you look at their feet, they've just got, like... You know how PS2 used to do fingers, like, they're, like, joined together with little lines? Yeah. That's how some of the animation is here. <laughs> um, Man. So it takes it out a little bit. But the biggest problem I had, and it's great that the game supports both anal- uh, your DualShock, I keep saying analogs, DualShock, and Move. So it supports both. So if you've got the Move, great. If you haven't, it will still do DualShock. DualShock, that's fine. With Dual- DualShock, you have um, you move with the, the right stick as you would do in the game. The, the buttons are the same as they would be on the normal version of uh, Skyrim. And it does have some settings to help you try and, or help try and reduce motion um, uh, motion sickness because obviously some people get that. And I'm, I, it turns out I'm quite sensitive to it because I seem to be getting this quite a lot. But you have where if you're turning, it'll do it in stages and it shrinks the screen, the field of view to help help that. But nothing I did got rid of the queasy feeling I had. So um, other people will have a different stomach for it, essentially, um, and they might be better. But for me, playing in that mode was a, um, a 10 minute at a time affair because I'd get queasy and I'd have to stop. If you're using the move controllers, the method is different. So you have a teleportation button. And so you aim it, you get a little arc, and it's got a little logo on that hits on the floor, and it'll be one colour if you can, red if you, uh, green if you can teleport there, or red if you can't. And you teleport. <clears throat> uh, you can also obviously use um, the move-ons as your weapon. So your shield, you can use it to raise, and you can attack with your, with, uh, with your uh, sword or whatever. Um, or you can use the trigger for your magic and stuff like that. And that's really cool. It actually feels super cool, you know, using the move controller and pressing the button and there's, you know, flames coming out of your hand. That's really super cool. But when you're caught in a battle, it can be very tricky to navigate around. And obviously in some battles you are surrounded and you can't move quickly enough or turn quickly enough to kind of get an idea of what's going on. And you're, left open to take something out of the battle side of things. Um, you've got quick dashes and things like that, but the placement on the buttons isn't intuitive enough. So I found myself trying to trying to back away, but messing it up and um, not being able to teleport quickly enough. And I'm constantly under attack and it's like you panic and it all ends in tears. Um, there's also a real problem with arrows. I had so many issues. So with an arrow, you draw your weapon, you um, pull the trigger on the left 
move, you then pull the trigger on the right move when you're pulling, like you're pulling an arrow, and it'll catch, and then you let go. One, it doesn't always catch. So you're constantly having to keep sort of flicking your, your hand to try and get it to catch on the bow part. And there's no um, reticle. So you can't actually see where you're aiming. And so unless something's really close, you know, if you've got really good at archery in Skyrim, you could be about half a mile away. As long as you could put your, your reticle on the enemy, you would hit him. You can't with this because it is a little bit of guesswork. And for me, it takes it out of it. It takes me out of it. Um, the comment that I got on Twitter was someone had a rant or a mini rant because teleportation, he said teleportation isn't. Hello? YouTube videos and actually play the game. Um, so I just tweeted, um, teleportation is the mode of transportation in move controllers. And again, I'd even written, written that in the review. I said, if you're playing move, this is how it works. With the move, this is how it works. So someone got a little bit upset about that. Bless. Bless them. Um, the other big problem is, is that there is no cross-save against the remastered edition. Which means if you want to play 100 hours in Skyrim, you're doing it with the headset. And this game, it's, it's not the kind of game you want to spend 100 hours in on a headset. <laughs> it just isn't. You know, that, it, don't get me wrong, Skyrim is one of the best games of last generation. It's possibly the best game Bethesda have made. And I love playing that game, but it's not a game built for VR in that sense. It just isn't. I mean, from my experience with VR, I want experiences that um, not super, super long. You can play in, you know, fits and starts. Um, so if you're getting too uncomfortable, <coughs> you can take the headset off. And it would have been fantastic had they had some kind of cross-save support. Surely it can't be that difficult to do that between the VR version and the, uh, the master, remastered version, but it, there wasn't. And I can't imagine people who are going to... People are going to want to try this in Skyrim. are going to be diehard Skyrim fans. They're going to want to play this game for, you know, 100, 200-plus hours. It, you, it's just not feasible with a headset on. It just isn't. So, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, I know. You know, if, if any of us saw a news story that said, Gamer... Drops dead after playing 100 hours of Skyrim on VR. Would any of us really be surprised? <laughs> Not really, right? Like that'll kill a man, I think. Yeah, that'll I, do think, it. I think I think so. Um, again, it's a shame, uh, but I just don't think I, I don't think the implementation of the controls for both mechanics have been no, that's unfair. I think the analog uh, I keep saying analog dual shock control would be great if I didn't suffer from motion sickness so much and there are options and it's great that they have them it's just they don't have a huge um, effect on me to try and alleviate that um, I think the move was undercooked and the controls there aren't fantastic on the flip side Doom VFR is awesome yeah okay yeah I really enjoyed it so first thing is this is not Doom 2016. This is a completely new story. And I'll, I use the word story 
very loosely. Um, the story is a method to get you from one area to another, which generally has a big arena in the middle that you then shoot demons in. So the story is by the by. But it is set after the events of Doom 2016. You are not the Doom guy, Doom Marine. You are the last human on Mars. And it's quite funny. Um, it literally opens with you getting killed by a demon. Um, so that happens. Uh, you then, uh, apparently your consciousness is caught by the, um, the AI in the, in the, in the station. And, um, you're then me rematerialized in like a, 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 like an artificial body. And you then realize that, uh, there is a portal to hell that's been, uh, opened again. And it's your job to go and, and, and try and sort it out. Um, they have got the teleportation thing right. So um, this is teleportation only. So although you can use both the move controller and the DualShock 4, it's still only teleportation. And what happens is that... Uh, and they give you a great tutorial at the beginning as well. It gave, takes you through all of the bits and pieces. Um you can move around the map with your uh, teleportation. Again, it's a little arc that lights up and you can aim there. Um, whilst you are in that mode, time slows down. So if you've got 10 demons all firing things at you and running around, um, it slows it down slightly for you to be able to move to get in a better position. It's also how you do those side kills. So, you know, with uh, the... For Doom 2016, you would shoot a, a demon and it would glow, and then you mm. press the button and you'd go over and stomp on its head or punch its face or something like that. It's a similar thing, but you don't see any of the animation, which is a bit of a shame. You just basically, you um, if it's glowing, you teleport over, and it goes a special colour when you're aiming at it. You let go or you move over, and it then just the demon just explodes into a, a bag of mess. That part is cool. The weapons feel great. You've got um, the same sort of weapons you had in the first uh, in the Good Doom game. You've got upgradables, uh, so you can upgrade the the, the uh, all of the items. You can upgrade your health, your um, ammo capacity, and your um, how slow and how slow time uh, slows down during teleportation. That can be upgraded as well. And the idea is is that you. Go from one. You'll have some tasks. Get a card from this. You know, you know, key card stuff. All the stuff you'd expect from Doom. Uh, so you you do that. Open doors. Go into another arena. Have a big shootout with a ton of enemies, and then go on to the next part, and so on and so forth. But it really looks great. Um, I know it's no, it's not an open world game. You know, comparing Doom and Skyrim is chalk and cheese. They're very different. Uh, but because this isn't an open world game, this is a linear based game. It, it looks amazing. The demons look terrifying. And huge. Have you have you found yourself when they're like lunging at you, like jumping backwards yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, it, it's nice. Really, really cool. Good. And um, the size of them, that the game does a massive, massive job, or a really good job of making you feel insignificant compared to some of these. You know the. Um, uh, I don't know the name of the, the name of them. Uh, the ones with the jetpacks on that fly, the demons, with the little circular things that fly around, and you know right. which ones I mean. They, sh they shoot the rockets, right? 
Yes, those yeah. ones. This is a Revenant. Revenant, thank you. They look twice as big in VR than they do in the 2016 game. They look huge. They're about 12 feet tall. And it, it really does a great job of giving a sense of scale to these demons. And then those, you know, the big fat ones, they are massive. It's really cleverly done. Um, there are... Um, there are a few issues, and again, this is just mainly it's VR stuff. Fine tuning controls. So you do again. You have a uh, the four face buttons are dash. So forward, back, side, left, and right. You can do a little dash to give you a little bit of a, uh, a way of escaping. Um, but you have to kind of fine tune it when you're pressing buttons. So that that can be a little bit frustrating. Nothing too bad. Uh, they've also got a special move. So if you do find yourself getting crowded by demons and just want a bit of space to move out of the way, you press a circle button and it does this like, like a, a shield blast and it just pushes them back a bit to give you some room to get out of the way. So you, the game doesn't break itself by crowding you around but you can't teleport out, so that's quite cool. And they've also got in the main area um, like this this law. It's like all of these um, uh, bits you can go on, read about what happened in Doom and the characters, and they've got 3D models that you can pick up and, and spin around. With the, uh, with the controller, that's also super cool. They look really good. Just a little bit of flavour there. Um, it's not a super long game, but it's also half the price of Skyrim. <laughs> and it's perfect for that kind of... Um, okay, not super long. You can pick it up and play it for half an hour or so. Um, you get... Uh, I think the action is well-paced, so you're... There are sort of small periods of time when you're navigating and when the lights go down you do actually get a sense of dread um, and then, because there'll always be the odd demon that pops out um, but then it's not too long before you're in a, a you're in a, a big area where there's lots of demons that you, you're just killing and slaying and all that stuff. It does a good a job of pacing and I think for the price it's a really good demonstration of VR because I, I truly felt like, I know Ninja. Ninja. Uh, <laughs> Did I like to disappear for like two seconds at a My time. Uh, yeah, so I, I felt like I felt immersed in, in that game way more than I did in Skyrim. So out of the two, if, if, if you want to try something a little bit more meaty and something that's been converted from a standard game to a VR game, I think Doom is a better option for people to take. Nice. I've uh, I heard some good things about it. To hear you mirrored the sentiment is nice to see. Yeah, I was I was surprised after because I played Skyrim first, and after that experience, I was a little bit apprehensive of of Doom because of both Bethesda. But they are, I, I like what they did with Doom. I like the fact this wasn't just the 2016 game shoehorned in with VR components. I like the fact that it was something slightly different. And I know they can't do that with Skyrim because Skyrim is Skyrim. That's that's how it is. But it, I just think Doom works better on the, the VR. It's a it's a better fit for that technology. Huh. I had heard that game described as complete trash by somebody this week. Oh, you mean Jeff Gersman? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I heard that. And he's entitled to his opinion. This is my opinion. That's his. That's fine. Complete um, trash. Yeah. I did not find that. I thought it was... It's the most fun I've had with my VR headset. 
And bearing in mind that I can't get you porn on the PlayStation uh, VR, so that's what's even the point? Fun. You know, like that's why, that's why did you really why did you even buy one? You know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's um, why that's why Ken, the intelligent person that he is, has an Oculus. You know, you just do whatever he wants with it. Yeah, because he got given it. Yeah. Entirely used. No, I bought. I bought it. But, John. Oh, yeah. did you really? Okay. Yeah, well, you, you 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 get. You'll probably get more fun. But um, well, there there's something going on. There. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's the best game I've played on 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 VR, um, especially of that kind of experience. And again, for the price, for like thirty bucks, it's definitely worth it if you've got a VR headset. And it's also quite a cool showcase. It's I can imagine that's the sort of game that if someone came around and saw that you had that next to your PlayStation, and wanted to give it a try. That, along, I think, with um, Job Simulator and um, the other uh, Everyone Keep Talking and No One Explodes, those three games are really good examples of what can be done in VR in different types of genre. Right? Anything else? Um, I'm sure there is, but I can't remember. Other than, I mean, Monster Hunter, I played a little bit of. Um, there's something I'm sure I play. Oh, Division on the Xbox One X because I, after you spoke about the Ken and about maybe going on there, I thought, well, I'll pick it up. It was six pounds, so it was like it cost the equivalent of like eight dollars or something like that. Um, and I thought I'll pick that up, and I played some more of that. It does look super pretty. I'm kind of disappointed that there's no HDR. I wish. Well, the, the X patch hasn't happened yet. What? Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> no, it's the one point eight. It's it? not the X patch did not come with that. No, nope. That looks awesome on the X. Yeah, it just scaled up. Um, wow. They're still going to patch it uh, for the X patch. Uh, I think within the next month. Wow. Well, I I got back onto that and I've uh, I played a little bit. It's changed a lot since I last played it on the PlayStation Four. Um, there's, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I feel a little lost because it has changed quite a bit, um, but it's. I still think it's a great third person shooter. I think it, it's solid, and I am looking forward to playing that again. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that back up. I want to try out that horde mode. Mm, yeah, again, it's. I had a lot of fun with friends on when it came out and I played a lot. I mean, I gave up my game of the year last year, didn't I? I think. That was that I played that much. I spent that much time in it, um, but uh, I, I'm going to enjoy going back to it. And I cannot believe that hasn't had the X patch yet. I thought yep. it had because it looks awesome. Yep, <laughs> nope, hasn't been patched yet. Uh, and that's about it, eh? All right. I don't have anything to talk about. I, it's it's been a busy week, so I haven't had a lot of time to play anything. I, I did manage to get one night of uh, Overwatch in. Um, you going in for the new event next week? Yeah, yeah, no, I'll be in for that for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, but I, I take back what I said about Moira. Really, you don't like her anymore? She's good. No, I didn't like her to start. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Now I have started to main her, and I am Dude, fucking. Wrecking she's amazing, people. isn't she? Oh my god, I am. Wrecking she's got people. everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. You remember those times when someone would dive you and then you're Zanetta and you think to yourself, well, I guess I'll die. Yeah. But when you're Mora, you're like, oh, no, you're dead. Yep. You, you picked on the wrong guy. <laughs> you're going to die. And even if I get low on health and I just I just uh, teleport away. Yeah. Uh, or I, know where you went. I drop my healing orb and I'm like, oh, come at me, bro. Come at me. 
<laughs> you drop your healing orb while you're sucking his life away with your right click at the same time. Yep. Like, yeah, good, good luck. Good luck yeah. with that. Yeah, I, I've been wrecking people. I've been getting three to four golds per match. <laughs> nice. It, was, uh, it wasn't even... Like, I would get over 10k damage and 10k healing in games with Mora, and oh, yeah. I've never been able to do that with any other character. So yeah. that's incredible. I really love annoying people on certain maps with the with the orb, the damage orb. <laughs> just launch it into like a hallway full of people. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get two or three kills out of that. Yeah, you just get up. Oh, I just I just got my I just got my ultimate. Thanks, yep. guys. Yep, <laughs> I get ultimate so fast. I I got a feeling they're gonna they're gonna nerf her ultimate build because it I get it so many times in a match. <laughs> even even if they nerf her slightly, she'll still be very good, and I love that because. She doesn't feel like you have to play her or you're going to lose like how Mercy was back then. Yeah. But she just fits in so many archetypes and she's still functional as a as an independent healer. It's, it's very nice. Yep. Having a lot of fun with her. Um, so yeah, that's... Like I said, I didn't play a whole lot this week. I need to get into Xenoblade. I need to finish up Hat in Time. And, you know, Okami's out this week. I'm excited. I have not played it. I'm thinking about playing through it. I, I'm I'm playing that for review. I downloaded it because of Xenoblade and Monster Hunter. I have not touched it. I will t- start playing it next week. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I think I'm gonna play through that. I haven't. I've never played that game. So. Well, you, you never played it. Period, or you never beat. I it? played it like for okay. an hour back when it came out on PS2. I think. That's a that's like a 30 hour game too. Yeah. Thing. No. Yeah. No. I know. Okay. So, but I I think it's finally time. People speak highly of that game. They say it's like Zelda. Uh, speaking is. of Zelda, I did boot up that DLC, and I've got a little thing to say about that DLC. Mm. Um, I love Zelda. It's probably going to be my number one, number two game of the year. Um, but a lot of the post-game content has been kind of focusing on the things that I don't like about that game. And that is the Link wants to be a character in Dark Souls mentality. <laughs> so the new DLC starts off and you go back to the shrine where you were sleeping and you pick up a weapon. This weapon has a couple caveats. It does not break Ooh. and it can kill any enemy in one hit. Okay. The catch okay. the catch is that you have half a heart while you carry right. the weapon. <laughs> okay. Which means one hit, you die, you start over. Can you just go one shot Ganon real quick at the castle? The well, thing? this this game takes place after. Oh, okay. So the the objective of the game is that it starts off, it gives you four points on the map. You're supposed to go to each one, and each one represents one of the champions. And then you're going to play but, you know, prior to the 100-year sleep alongside the four champions. Okay, so you don't get to play as a champion. You no, no, you just you're them. just playing in the areas while where where the stuff is going on with the divine beasts. Oh. And I wouldn't know anything about that because I keep going into the forest of spirits, and um, you know, killing enemies is not the problem. But there's a bunch of bokoblins shooting these green orbs randomly around, and if one of them just taps you on the toe, start over. And that yeah, is that, not that, that is hard. not fun. I'm sorry, I played Zelda for the exploration, the puzzle solving, you know, the combat, stuff like that. That's what I played it for. I didn't play it for, you know, trying to dodge one hit. That's not fun. So, 
I don't know. I'll, I'll go back to it and check it out at some point. But like immediately after five times dying in that forest, I was like, you know what? This is really just kind of annoying me, and I don't want to play this. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird to me. That whole half hard thing seems a little extreme, you know. Yeah, and you can't switch weapons, uh, and if you unequip that weapon, you literally just kill the quest. And I'm like, okay, this this is not fun. So, I don't know. I don't know. Both of the DLCs in that game so far have not done anything for me. The first one was like that too. It was essentially drops you on an island with nothing, and then you have to work your way through waves of, you know, enemies with you know, like not any good equipment. And after that's playing the, that, that's the Master Sword one, right? Yeah, the Master Sword trial. But you know, after playing the game for like sixty hours and just having all of this awesome equipment and things that I've worked so hard to have, to have them all stripped away from me is just really, really kind of disheartening when you play that game. Yeah, it seems like they're going for the challenge right, like you were saying. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that enjoy it, but I'm sure there is just as many people, if not more, that don't enjoy the like incredible amount of challenge some of those things will bring. So yeah, I don't, that's kind I, of weird. It, it seems to focus on that too much, maybe. Yeah, that, that was my problem. I was like, you know, I thought the second DLC was just going to be more Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And instead it's more... Master Sword Trials. And I'm like, this isn't why I played this game. I get that there are some people that like this, but you focus the first DLC on this. Don't focus the second DLC on this. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was... seems like a fundamental misunderstanding of what the yes. appeal of the game was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, I, I don't know too many people who have said that the fundamental appeal of Breath of the Wild for them was the difficulty. No. No. Not no. at all. Um, you know, it, it'd be different if there were a whole bunch of people who were out there saying, "Oh, if 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 the general consensus of the game was, hey man, this game's really it's like the Dark Souls of Zelda, and oh man, it's so difficult, it's great, it's such a challenge." I haven't heard anybody say that. No. And the people that I have heard talk about the difficulty talk about it like it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's not why uh, I'm here. The, ex- the exploration and puzzle solving is why I'm here. Right. I don't know. It feels weird, and it, it makes me sad because I really like watching that trailer at the Game Awards, which we'll talk about later. Seeing all the stuff that takes place in that DLC, I really want to play it, you know? But if I'm just going to have to suffer through dying over one hit from something I didn't see behind me, I'm just not going to have a lot of fun with that. But you, but you, need, you need the motorcycle, man. I do need the motorcycle, which you have to beat all of the DLC to get. You get a you motorcycle? All, you, have to, you have to beat all the Master Sword Trials, too? No, no, no. You have to beat all the new DLC. You have to beat oh, all okay. four. So, yeah, there's a motorcycle. You didn't Wait, see the, you didn't Ryan, watch did the you game? not see the trailer? No, I did not see the trailer. Yeah. Go watch the trailer. It's yeah. actually a pretty good trailer, too. He, it's got some cool stuff. You can ride a motorcycle around Hyrule. It, they, they called it Link's Divine Beast. Oh, and it's a okay. motorcycle. Yeah. It's, it's pretty sick. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Imagine imagine putting some bokoblin balloons on it, jumping over like a mountain. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Oh, okay, so let's talk about what's coming out this week. Uh, Battlefield 1, Turning Tides, new DLC for that game. Is that uh, like a multiplayer focus? Yeah, they, they haven't done any single player DLC for that game. Uh, Fallen Legion, Flames of Rebellion. That know. sounds familiar. Wait, that's that re- game that I reviewed for the Vita, I think. Could be. But, yeah, okay. Uh, Gang Beasts is coming to PS4. Cool. 
uh, Okami HD. All right, that's that's officially in how many systems now? Let's see, one, two, three, three, four, four I think. Not as many as Skyrim. That's true. Skyrim that is, came out yes. on more systems this year than Okami's been on in its lifetime. I think Skyrim and Resident Evil Four can't be beat when, as far as ports go. Nope. Uh, speaking of Resident Evil, Resident Evil Seven Gold Edition hits this week along with the big DLC End of Zoe. Oh man! And we, everyone gets a free DLC for uh, not a year as well. Yep. So we gotta go back to that. And Resident Evil Seven's getting its Xbox One X patch this week. So uh, Resident Evil Seven, lot going on this week. Nice. It's it, you know what I think that's perfect timing because now people will go back to that game right before game of the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Last Guardian VR demo. Mm-hmm. I, I if I had VR, I would totally do it because I love Trico, but uh, I don't have VR, so. Yeah. Ultimate Chicken Horse. I gotta Google it. Uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy Fifteen Episode Ignis is finally coming out. Super Hydora. I don't know what that is. Ultimate Chicken Horse is that game where you play with your friends and you try to add things to the obstacle so you you, you can pass it and you can get to the goal but your friends can't and you try to score points that way. I heard it was actually a really fun PC game but uh, I guess it's coming to consoles now. Yep. Neat. Uh, Dynasty Feud? That's <laughs> It's kind of like Family Feud. That's, I was going to say, it's kind of like uh, Family Feud in the, the the Yellow Turban Rebellion. <laughs> Can you imagine Steve Harvey out there in the fog asking Lou Boo some questions? <laughs> Survey says... Fog. First DLC for Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, The Adventures of the Gunslinger. Gunslinger? Really? Gunslinger Joe, sorry, is the full title. Oh, okay. <clears throat> that was like one of the Dark Tower tie-in or something. I was like, interesting. Uh, and then Romancing Saga 2. Remote. Oh, is that coming out? Yeah, this Friday Ooh, for PC, Switch, Xbox One, and PS4. I actually might have to look into this one. Uh, Fearful Symmetry and the Cursed Prince. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Circuits. Uh, Lost Grimoires 2, The Shard of Mystery. I almost said Shard of Mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Be that right. And Player Unknown's Battlegrounds hits Xbox One this week. Hell yes. 1.0, huh? No, no. The Xbox One version is game preview. God damn it. 1.0 hits PC on December 20th. Uh, 3DS is getting Block Drop Chaos. That sounds like a 90s Technotronic song, truthfully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Switch continues to just just vomit out uh, indie games. This week they're getting Neo Geo's The Last Blade, Party Planet, Pinball FX3, The End is Nigh, Bleed, Enter the Gungeon, Mecho Tales, Never Stop Sneaking, which... I don't know if you've seen that game yet, but that's the new game from the dude that made, uh, what's that game called? The, fuck. Um, Dust, an Elysian Tale. Oh, yeah? So this oh, is his new should, game, it. and it looks a lot like Metal Gear Solid. That sounds promising. Yeah. I saw a trailer for it, and it looked cool. So that's out this week. Uh, one more dungeon, Polybridge, Ukulele is finally coming to the Switch. Uh, Romantic Saga 2 and Unepic. All on the Switch this week. 
How much is uh, ukulele on the Switch? Same price. I think it's twenty nine ninety nine or thirty. Oh, okay. Thirty nine ninety nine. That's surprising. Expected them to jack it up to fifty nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> and all right. Switch tax. Switch tax. Except, except that you can probably get the other versions for about half the normal price now. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, all right. So we have some PC game names for episode five hundred. Can we get something good? Can we? Can we? Cassandra's Fabulous Foray. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like a dirty movie. <laughs> that it does. Uh, what else we got? Born to be Wild. That's T-U-B-I. T-U-V-Y. T-U-B-I. To be. Yeah. Get it? To Born be. to oh. be Wild? God. You mean like Toby? To be. T-U. 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 Okay. Makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Um, this last game. Here you go. Here, here, cars with guns. Colon. It's about time. Fuck's hey man, <laughs> there have been many a cars with guns. Okay, do you know Twisted Metal? Perhaps. What's Twisted Metal? This is, they have cars with guns. That be that game would probably be better if it was called Cars with Colons. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, boy. All right. It would also answer a lot of questions I have about the Cars universe. Well, yeah. I mean... I haven't seen any of them since the first one. There's like two more at this point, right? Yeah, I haven't seen the third one yet. I heard the third one's kind of like dark or something. I like to see the first one. Yeah. Oh, I I have a seven-year-old son, so I had no opportunity not (laughs) to see the first two movies. I started Star Wars with my son yesterday. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. Well, we start with the first one. You start with episode one. I mean, if you want to go chronologically, I mean, you go with Phantom Menace. I mean, come on. That's what I went with. We started Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. Which is kind of... really? Yeah, it's You decided to go in that order? Yeah, it's kind of funny, because I'm like, well, let's watch them in order one through, you know... But then he doesn't get the, the oh my god moment from Empire Strikes Back. Well, it doesn't matter, because he's like... We're watching it, and like the first ten minutes, he's like, where's Darth Vader? I'm like, <laughs> like we'll, we'll, we'll see that later. And finally, at one point, I was like, it's the little kid! Okay? <laughs> Stop asking me where he's at! Spoil everything, Ken. Uh, he don't care. He just wants to see the, the ships and the stuff blow up and people fight with laser swords. I mean, come on. That's pretty much what everybody wants to see. Exactly. Yeah. We all lie that we like this really in-depth story, but truthfully, we just want to see dudes fight with laser swords. Mm-hmm. Wow. Laser sword noises. They're the best. That and transformer sounds. Oh, they're great. Like both of those just ignite nostalgia that you can't you can't buy that. It's beautiful. Alright, so there's a lot of news to talk about this week. Um, we'll just run down through it. Uh, Outlast one and two are coming to Switch. Papers Please is coming to the PlayStation Vita. Uh Death Vita Strand- baby, yes. Uh, Life. Death Stranding is Fucking, I don't know. Oh my god! Wait, wait, we all saw the trailer for Death Stranding, right? I saw yeah. a trailer. I I don't know what that I was. I heard a very um. I heard a very compelling theory regarding the, the concept of of Death Stranding from the um. I can't remember whose name it was. I can't remember his name now. He's one of the guys from Games Radar. He did a um, like a video deconstruction. 
And he has a theory as to the nature of that game, which sounds to me like it makes a lot of sense. Can you give us uh, like a sense. TLDR, like a gist, maybe? That essentially, so think of it this way. Mm. The characters in Death Stranding are basically what what character, if if video games were real and the characters were like living their own lives and then all of a sudden you boot up the game and you start taking over control of them and pulling them into different dimensions and ripping them away from their current world uh, to send them to whatever doom you choose to send them into. Interesting. So kind of a dark Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so, um, so you know, you see in the trailer those those the guys that get like ripped away yeah. uh, by the the beings, whatever they are. Um, and the the theory is that those beings that they're all terrified of is us, it's the us. player, and um, they're getting ripped away from their their world to participate in whatever we've got going on and that the babies are um uh extra lives and that their their what? responsibility is to carry the extra lives from uh game to game or something along those lines well, yeah, hence the reason why he picked up the the baby was passed from one character to norman Reed's that was character. that was the theory yes now, again i can't take credit for this theory it was and i wish i could remember his name if you look up um, Death Stranding on YouTube, you'll find it. It was one of the guys from Games Radar. Well, uh, to be fair, that sounds plausible, but it also doesn't sound batshit crazy enough for Kojima. <laughs> I do love Ken's description of Dark Wreck-It Ralph. The, so Kojima <laughs> tweeted out after the trailer that if you watch all three trailers, he left a clue in there. And I'm oh, like, dude, yeah, you're just... probably didn't. You're just breaking the internet at this point. Just stop it. Yeah, so he's I just, watched all three troll. trailers, and I have no idea. What's I don't on. know what the fuck is going on, dude. Baby, thumbs up, goo. Fucking... I must have. I mean, because they had that panel at PSX where um, Andy House and um, Kojima came on, and certainly was asking some questions. And he has said that one of the sections in the trailer is playable. Like that's how it looks when it's played. So it looks bloody awesome. Bullshit. Well, yeah, who knows? So it looks like what I yeah, you know what? It, no, I, I actually no, you're wrong. I believe him because that's what a game on a PS5 will look like because that game isn't coming out on the PS. See, you you made the first mistake right there of believing Kojima. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do um, that. I, it looks. I mean, I am intrigued, and it. It's going to be an event, regardless of how this, what this game ends up being, how the reception is. Um, it's going to be an event because this is his first game in a long time that hasn't had a snake involved, at least as far as we know. Um, and it will, it will be. I, I, th- he's doing a great job of getting people talking about this. I just wish they wouldn't do it because this game is years away. There's no way this is coming out in 2018 or 2019. It's so far away, and it's like, yes, I know you've got to keep the ball rolling, you've got to keep people interested, but it's Kojima, it's Death Stranding, he could have done the launch trailer and nothing until six months before release, and people will still be as excited as they are at the moment. And I just kind of want them to know, leave it alone a little bit, 
and come back to us when they've got a date. They got to show and some they, gameplay. They got to show. They got to show something for the investors because they just gave him a blank check and he's going to bankrupt Sony. Yeah, that would be quite funny. One man bankrupt Sony. <laughs> I mean, that dude just that dude just hemorrhages money on his projects. Well, it does depend. I mean, I think the reason why he's, I mean, gone with Decimer is it's also a, 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 a program that's run or uh, owned and uh, created by a Sony created studio. I think there are there was money saving reasons for that and having all of the support and and I don't think I mean I don't think it's a cheap game. I don't think it's going to bankrupt Sony. I think this is I think it's going to be the development length, but surely Sony knows what they got into at that point. I don't think they gave him a blank check. I just think they said, "Look, this is what we're willing to spend." I don't think they put a time scale on it because that would be daft. I think it was just, this is it. Do what you want to do, but you, you're not getting any more money than this, but take as much time as you want. Yeah, and he's I've, probably already spent that. <laughs> probably. On those stupid statues that he's got all over Well, the not just the statues, but he's got three big budget actors, directors, just going everywhere. Like, those guys don't come in for free. No, but right. they come in for cheap because he's they're mates. They they kind of that's the thing. It's like they, I think like with especially Del Toro. I couldn't say about although the feeling is that Mad Mickelson as well. I think they both adore Kojima, and I think that they're going to do this for not the kind of price that they'd do something else for. So I think there's some money saved there. Um, just because, just because I'm not sure share with Norman Reedus. I, he doesn't strike me as a fan of Kojima, but who, what do I know? Um, but I think that Del Toro and possibly Mickelson are... The, con- the concept really of friends. Mads Mickelson being a huge fan of Kojima is just hilarious to me. I don't know why, but it's funny. But I, I'm, I just... I like what they showed because it was it was typically Kojima, but I just wish they'd now leave it and, and let us see the game when it's close to being done. And... and I don't know. No. I don't know. Nothing, it was fun to watch. Nothing that you hope will happen with this game. Probably not. Well, are, are, aren't you the optimist, Ken? Jeez, man. Hey, I've been through enough Kojima cock teases to know what, I, what to hey, expect. Hey, maybe you saw that 5 was a thing. We get it. But let's not. Let's be fair. Kojima has made some of the greatest games ever. Metal Gear Solid 1, no, no, 2, no. 3, 4. You're not going to get Zone that. Zone of Enders 2. You're not going to get that argument, but you are going to get the argument that every one of those games, if you go back and think about the times when they came out, he did the same shit. So so what you're saying is that we'll eventually get a masterpiece. It's going to take a while. I'm well, okay with that. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say we're going to get a masterpiece because I don't feel like every one of his games is a masterpiece. Well, not every one. Sure, I do agree with that. But every game has been great or excellent. So I don't know. Even Metal Gear Solid Five, which we all, all have grievances toward, we also have to still accept that it's still an excellent game when you actually play the thing. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. But I understand people's, you know, cautious pessimism. I suppose is the way I would put it. That's all you get. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, Far Cry Five, The Crew Two, and an unannounced Ubisoft game have all three been delayed. Gotta oh. take those microtransactions out. Uh, <laughs> Ubisoft fun. wasn't the one having the issues with it. No, true. Ubisoft's been very good about their their stuff. Like Assassin's Creed yeah. has that stuff, and it, if you don't want it, it's totally not in your face. So it was a joke, but yes, I um, 
yeah, I, Ubisoft have been pretty good. They have been bad in the past, but recently they've been all right. Yeah, they've they've seemed to have struck a nice balance with that stuff. Uh, the only thing that came out of PSX really was a few VR games, including Wipeout VR patch and uh, a re a 4K remaster of Medieval. Headline stuff. Who asked for that? Not one know. person. <laughs> it's such Don't a like weird, it. weird thing. Of all, all the stuff that you could invest time and resources in. Buy I, that game. I knew within the first ten minutes of PSX they weren't going to do what <clears throat> I wanted them to do. Because one of the first things Sean Layton said when he came out was, you know, people want to play our classic catalog. And I was like, oh, PS1 games with PS4. And then he's like, but you can't really buy a PS1 anymore, so we're bringing back Wipeout VR. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm shutting this off. <laughs> it wasn't. It, yeah, and uh, they did warn us. They did warn us that this was not going to be the place for heavy heat news. Then don't stream it. Call it a developer's discussion and put it at a Well, no, because this is for the fans. They don't invite developers, although I'm sure they're there. They invite fans. You buy tickets for, or they give tickets away for fans. This is a fan thing. And I, there were a lot of panels for things like uh, Ghost of Tsushima and God of War and stuff like that. That's great. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to sh- showcase it, just don't... don't Because there's been a lot of hope over the last couple of years, and I think the Game Awards struck a good balance. I thought... That was really well done this year. They didn't have those stupid product placements. They instead had adverts supported by uh, <laughs> games and stuff like that. But the, the PSX thing was like... Uh, I think there's been more news come out since then. Like, they've announced Pat Upon 2 remaster and stuff like that. It's like... Oh, have they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They? Um, it's kind of... I, it just... I don't know. It. I don't think... I don't think they need to bother with that sort of stuff before sure. They, if they want to do a few announcements around the weekend, that's great. Uh, if they want to do this sort of thing, I don't mind them having people on sofas talking about stuff. That's fine. But they need to get away from this is going to be a place where a game's going to get announced well, because you're only going to end up with that stuff. Well, they didn't do themselves any favors. I, I know that this is what they what they said it was going to be, but if you remember the very beginning of that, the the you know Sid and and Sean were sitting there. He's like, we might have a few surprises. And Sean's like, oh, we've got more than a few surprises. Yeah, but yeah, you didn't have didn't anything. Have... <laughs> hey, they, they had remediable remastered the, the announcement that everyone has been waiting for, man. So that was certainly a surprise. Yeah, that was a surprise. <laughs> all right, I, was... <laughs> I just uh... wanted to do Croc again. No, they're never. That's a shame that. that will never happen. That's never gonna. And that's not Sony, so it doesn't matter. No, so Activision nope. did that, didn't they, Argonaut was the developer Argonaut, on that, Argonaut, and it was yeah. published by Fox Interactive. Wow. Oh, I love that game. That was one of the first games. That and Rayman I got with my first PlayStation one. That was amazing. Uh, there were, uh, speaking of announcements, the Game Awards was where it was at, son. Uh, yes, it was. If you like, you coke, coke, Coke-fueled um, game developers, yeah. That dude was swearing a lot. But no announcements, brother, because I want you to know that the soul still burns, motherfucker. The soul still burns. Soul Calibur 6. Of souls and swords eternally 
We told Welcome it. to the stage of history. History. <laughs> <laughs> that announcer is so good. Yeah. So Soul Calibur Six is coming. Um, I thought it was funny. This was, I mean, there were a lot of leaks for this and rumors, blah, 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 blah. My favorite was that it was PS4 exclusive. <laughs> Namco's not stupid. They're going to put it on PC and Xbox 2. Surprise, it's not on Switch. Wait, wait. Did you say Xbox 2? They, they announced the sequel to the Xbox <laughs> One already? I'm under embargo. <laughs> I can't say. Um, oh, uh, they did. However, someone's noticed on like a, uh, a Namco Bandai like, uh, card for it. It <coughs> says PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam. And then underneath it says console. And people are thinking that's a Switch version. I think because there's are, no other console. I think people are reaching. Oh, okay, fair enough. But because it, that... none of none of their games are coming to Switch, right? Like the Dragon Ball game, that's not coming to Switch, right? I yeah, but they must be. So. You got to think that that's uh, people. Have, third parties have got to start developing. That thing is selling great and. They'd be daft to miss an opportunity if they could do it. It is, but our, like, uh, Soul Calibur aside, it probably would sell on the Switch. But, you know, seeing, like, the WWE stuff and, you know, hearing hearing about some of the other games on the machine, like, some of it's not turning out well and they're not selling well. So I wonder if it's going to, instead of everybody dumping everything on it, maybe people are just kind of waiting to see what does and doesn't work. Which I think is the smart thing to do because nobody just owns a Switch. No, I don't think that that's. I mean, there's probably uh, okay, Nintendo guys, get put your pitchforks down, and stop heading to my house. <laughs> but, I, you know, they're they're just vigorously. <laughs> yeah, they're they're typing, they're typing up real fast. And I'm like, oh, but let's be fair. The majority of people are going to have a combo. They're going to have you know either a PC, an Xbox One, or a PS4, and a Switch. Which is the way that makes the most sense because every third-party game is going to come to those other consoles and then you've got the Nintendo machine for the exclusives. Which makes a lot of sense. But, I don't know. I'll just be interested to see how it pans out. I'm all for more games on the Switch, but I'm not for things like the way 2K did WWE. Which that thing is just a... It's a fucking disaster. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you're also talking about Ukes, which has not engendered a lot of uh, trust among WWE fans anyway, so... Yeah, but at least the game... It's not exactly like we're talking about a a fantastic, well-known, well-established developer here. And it's it's also, it's not as if the other versions were any good, because they were all terrible. No, 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 I'm not talking about just the quality of the game, I'm talking about, like, the performance and and what they put into that. It it seems half-assed, and... You know, there's a reason why they didn't announce the release date until two days before it was coming out. That's just... That's not the stuff that Switch owners want. They don't want half-assed efforts. Bethesda seems to be doing it right. Follow their example. Um, Bayonetta 1 and 2 coming to Switch. Oh, yes. In February. Oh, but wait, there's more. Bayonetta 3 is coming to Switch oh. exclusively. Did you see the fanboys go nuts over? Oh, so why are you? Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. It's crap. It's because Nintendo paid for this. It wouldn't get made without that money. So shut the fluff up. I, yeah, exactly. Like everybody's like, I can't believe Bayonetta Three is only on Switch. I'm like, well, it could have been on nothing. 
Yeah. Right. Because Microsoft and Sony didn't want it because it didn't sell. Nintendo's doing it more of like a we'll take the hit for the fans. So, yeah, just be happy that it exists and that you can play it at some point. Also, I saw people like worried that it wouldn't be 60 FPS. I'm like, did 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 you play Bayonetta 2 on the Wii U? Yeah, they'll they'll sacrifice visual fidelity for the 60. Don't yeah, worry about platinum it. platinum will take care of the frame rate. Don't worry about the frame rate. Bayonetta 2 runs at 60 on the Wii U, so I'm pretty sure they could get Bayonetta 3 mm-hmm. running at 60 on the Switch. Just saying, just saying. Um, God, what else happened? Sea of Thieves got a stealth release date. Uh, it's due out March 20th. Like, it was at the end of a trailer that seemed like it was a commercial during the Game Awards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I I start to wonder if, like, Microsoft and Jeff Keighley just don't get along. Because Nintendo and Sony both had a presence at that show. Mm-hmm. Microsoft did not. And it was at the Microsoft... Um, yeah, and all the all the Microsoft bigwigs were there in the audience. <laughs> so it's like, uh, do you guys really just don't have anything, or... Did, like, Jeff Keighley, like, make fun of your dog or something? I don't know. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, column A, column B, you know. Jeff Keighley seems like well, that kind of guy. Well, <laughs> Jeff Keighley is super tight with Kojima. Kojima is tight with Sony. Sony is not tight with Microsoft. The transitive property works as far as George Keighley. I mean, Jeff Keighley is not tight George with Keighley. Microsoft. George Keighley? George <laughs> Keighley? G, same difference. You know, can't blame me. Uh, speaking of the crazy developer that went off on stage, uh, he he killed the best thing about his game. I don't know if you guys saw this. So he was supposed to go on stage and talk about you know his game a way out, which you know I'm excited for. A lot of people uh-huh. are excited yeah. for. Uh, he was supposed to announce on stage <laughs> that if you buy the game and you want to play with a friend, your friend can play with you for free. They do not have to buy the game. Oh. Really? Yeah, yeah that's what he was I supposed to say. I did not know that. That's what he was supposed to say when he was on stage, but instead uh, he wanted to funny. go off on a tirade. So, good job. Well, I, so, I didn't watch the Game Awards. I just watched stuff afterwards. What exactly happened with this dude? He basically just went off. He started yelling, like, the Oscars, and then he, like, made a comment about EA's loot box stuff, which, you know, he, his game is published by EA. Yeah, whoops. So, and then he just kept trying to talk, and then finally yeah, Keeley had to wrap up, didn't he? Yeah, he finally Keeley's like, we we gotta we gotta go. We, we got wow. Go. Keeley was patient. Too. I would have cut him off so fast yeah. if I were in this position. Yeah. So, and he was supposed to go on stage because I literally got the press release as he was ranting, and that's what he was supposed to say. That's funny because that's that's like a huge selling point of the game. You need one copy to play with your friend. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, I was gonna buy another copy for my friend, uh, just like as a gift, uh, so that I could have one. But I'm just gonna one. Nope. As long as you're Sick. playing with the person who owns it, they don't have to own it. That's like the big thing about that game. Sick. So yeah, good job, dude. Fuck the Oscars, right? Damn right. Devil May Cry. Go ahead. Doesn't Keely want this? Doesn't Keely want? the Games Awards to be viewed as the Game Oscars. I suppose. I mean, who cares? It's, so that was... He that should was be. He guy. should want it to be viewed as the Game Awards. It's own thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, Devil May Cry HD Collection coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC contains Devil May Cry 1, 2, and 3. Not that, not that you know, Ninja Theory crap. 
What about four? No. Four's already on Xbox One and PS4. Is it? Yeah. DMC and Devil May Cry 4 are both on uh, Xbox One and PS4. So this is just one through three. So there. Oh, goodness. Any, uh, there was a teaser of a From Software game. Yeah. It was like um, 12 seconds. Do you guys know Vati Vidya? No, I don't even know what you just said. Okay, so he's a YouTuber. And he's famously known for making Dark Souls content about, you know, lore and all this stuff. He's very good. I enjoy his content very much. He made a 12-minute video speculating what that 12-second clip was about. <laughs> that's that's video games now, Jay. Yeah. We take I was like, 12, wow, that's a stretch. 12 minutes to explain 12 seconds. It was, it was pretty incredible, actually. I was, I was kind of surprised that he was able to do milk that much time from 12 seconds. Good work. Uh, there was a new Metro trailer that looked really good. That game is being confirmed for 2018 fall. Uh, Bethesda ran a clip about saving single-player games, which I thought was very hilarious. That was quite funny. Uh, they did show off the new PUBG map, which is a desert map. It's called Miramar. Um, what else is going on? Um, there's a lot of stuff to go through because... Lots of specials, deals, and Game of the Year stuff starting to hit out there. There's a new game coming out from Payday 2 developer called GTFO. Classy. Okay. That is classy. It is a um, Left 4 Dead style four player against hordes of enemy kind of thing. I'm down. Oh, did you mention the World War Z video game? That... I was getting there, but yeah, that's okay. that's also coming, I believe, to Xbox One and PS4. Um, that seemed like a game that should have been made a long time ago. Mm. I don't know. I, I mean, how many is zombies... Is there a new movie coming out? The movie already came out. <laughs> no, I mean, is there like a sequel to it coming out? No. no. Okay. Uh, one of the most exciting things I saw was the dark fantasy shooter Witchfire. Um, yeah, that looked that looked cool. I I love the way the trailer started off by saying from the people mm-hmm. that brought you what remains of Edith Finch, and it looked like a walking simulator. And then that was it was a uh, disappearance of Vincent Vince something. Yeah, but he like whips out the gun, and then it's like also the creators of Bulletstorm or uh, Bulletstorm and Painkiller. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. bombastic shootouts from all these different angles. Yeah. yeah, like that game looks. I like the like heretic style game. You know the. Dark fantasy first-person shooters; those are fun. Uh, Firewatch developer uh, introduced a new game called Valley of the Gods. Um, Looks super pretty. I really think that was a mistake announcing that because they put at the end of the trailer 2019. Yeah. I, I thought it said 2018. Nope, it said 2019. Yeah. Wow, that is early. Yeah, okay. yeah. Let's not do that, guys. Let's not announce a game more than 12 months before it comes out. <laughs> Well, it works so well for Ubisoft. What? Is it? Yeah, like Watch Dogs. Oh, Division. nah. I, was nah. Uh, I think every major developer has examples of you know, you know, announcing stuff way before it comes out. <coughs> Sony. <coughs> I think I think Square Square is probably the most. Square is pretty bad too. I mean, yeah. it, I think they hold the record at this point, right? Outside of Duke Nukem. Uh, Duke Nukem, yeah, Duke Nukem is probably the cake. 
12 years. How long was Final Fantasy 15? 10 years, I think, was it? Yeah. Kingdom Hearts has still got a shot at it. Kingdom Hearts still got a shot at the record. Kingdom Hearts 3, yeah, it's got a shot shot at the championship. Final Fantasy 7 Remaster, it's got a shot at the championship. That's what I mean. Squaresoft is a champion of these fucking games. Oh, man. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. There's a new Portal game coming out. Okay. It's a bridge constructor game. Sure. Why not? I, I think every day Valve fans die a little inside, knowing that Half Life Three is never going to happen because Valve don't give a shit about video games anymore. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, new Portal game is a bridge constructor game. Just going to throw that out there. Oh, uh, any anybody? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two's Last Jedi content is started. So that's out there. Eh. It's free. So whatever. Eh. Um, I don't... I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Big, big, big. Game Awards was good. I, I give him credit. That that thing was well best, done. Uh, best one so far. Yep. Yeah. The only down the only downtime for me was the, when they did the band at the end. I like I like the little thing at the band there. Mm. Oh, you mean are you talking about the actual band, not the orchestra? No, no, no. The orchestra was fantastic. Oh yeah, the band was whatever. I didn't even listen to that. Yeah, no. They, they opened with Persona Five music. I was straight away on board. Yeah, orchestra was excellent. Yeah, the orchestra is a great touch. I hope they're back next year. The band just bring Mick Gordon back every year, okay? Just Mick Gordon all day, every day. Uh, but no, uh, that's good stuff. So, we've got emails, man. Do we now? 500 right. episodes. I got four emails. What's up? Uh, let's, get, let's get to them. Dave says... Let's do it. Yeah, congratulations on 500. I've been listening for about three years now. really want to say thank you for doing what you guys do. I found you guys at a really difficult time in my job. Coworker was making life hell and needed was looking for something, anything to take my mind off of it. Funny thing is, most games you talk about, I don't play. I've been more <laughs> of a sports gamer, Madden, FIFA, 2K... Uh. I just enjoy listening to you guys because it sounds like you're sitting on couches bullshitting for a couple of hours. I do listen to sports video game podcasts to fill my driving time to and from work, but there's absolutely nothing I look forward to more than your show. Thanks again. I really appreciate what you do. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Alright, next email comes from Eorkara. Hey, <sighs> it's Eorkara. I cannot believe it, boys. You did it. Happy 500. Well done. In honor of episode 500, I'm going to Google big hanging swinging tits prostate milk and bust my nut. What? I don't... mm. I think he combined a bunch of memes and then tried to do it at the same time. Yeah. Don't Google that. I just want to say I'm not a party to any of those memes whatsoever. Nope. That you know of, Ryan. That you know of. That's <laughs> probably true. Yeah. Let's uh, let's not Google that, kids. Let's not Google Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Yeah. Marcus sends an email says two comments, one question. Uh, hi, guys. Love the show, and I really enjoy listening every week. Since I found you guys many, many years ago, I have not missed a show. I have two comments and a question. Uh, number one, on last week's show, a listener asked John why he was leaving the show. John did not answer the question. Will he answer the question this week? John, I will miss you, and I wish you the best. 
I thought he did answer the question. I thought he did answer the question. But it's because I don't have enough time to uh, play as many games as I would like. And, um, yeah, I've just sort of... It's difficult. And being on here and not being able to talk about games because I haven't really had a lot of time, I feel like is counterproductive. So... Um, I've decided to, after 10 years, hang up my hat. All right, number two. I finally realized... Um, I'm just Ken me. Yeah, that's, I told him to get the fuck out. I told him <laughs> to GTFO. GTFO. We finally realized that um, we fought a revolution to get away from the English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. Number two, I finally realized why I struggle to remember the host's names. I think his name is Ken... It's because he never introduces himself at the beginning of the show. That's a good point. He introduces everyone but himself. I think it would be nice to hear you introduce yourself each week. All right, well, this is Ken. How's it going? Hey, it's going. How's it going? How's it going, bud? What's up? Hi. What's up? Greetings, programs. How are we doing a five-hour oh, show and he's not here? How yeah, yeah. is with that man? He hasn't been... At least, at least I have the common decency to tell you I'm leaving. He didn't even text me today to tell me he wasn't going to be on. <gasps> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's going too far. That's, <clears throat> that's dark. Man. He's done. Dude's got some demons, man. I don't know. Uh, number three, I really enjoy your intro music. Over the years, I've noticed the intro music has changed a couple of times. For nostalgia's sake, would you be willing to play some of your old intros at the end of the podcast, please? <clears throat> have them for the, for the 500 show. Maybe play... Like all the intro movie, m- intro music at the beginning and all the outro music that you might have had at the end. That might be fun. I don't even know what I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere in your hard drive, probably. Ken, come well, on, dig it up. <clears throat> I've had new PCs since some of those songs were written. Ah, I don't know. The I name. will. Uh, I will pass the. Uh, I will pass the, uh, uh, the 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 nice thoughts about the theme music on to the boogeyman. Yep, ah, that's good. He did all those songs, and we've still been running them all these years. Even yep, though the no, intro, no, no one's on there. The intro has two people that haven't been on the show. And like, <laughs> Does it have like Drew and John? No, on the, intro? It's, no. It's the four originals. That's what's funny yeah. about it because two of them aren't but, here anymore. But Drew's been here forever at this point. Yeah, that it's... song was written before Drew was a regular. I think. Wow. Okay. Hey. Where is Drew? He had somewhere to be today at eleven o'clock, so he couldn't make it. God damn it. Because this potentially is my last show before the Game of the Year one. Yeah, yeah. Like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go down that thought... round. Uh, I... All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, Governor. God damn it. Oh, shit. All right, last email comes from Antonio. He says, Sup, guys, sucks that John will be leaving. Who will Jay share his passionate hatred and long, unwanted conversations about loot boxes with now? <laughs> oh, you'll find somebody. <laughs> Yeah, you know what, John? Like, um, we have a lot of disagreements, but I do enjoy our little spats back and forth. Yeah, uh, so well, yeah, well, I, yeah, I will certainly miss our conversation. I think I hope someone will try to fill the gap where you kind of have the dissenting voice for a lot of my opinions, so we can actually have a back and forth. Because hey, if I, Jay. I, I, I even Ryan, please, hey Jay, yeah. screw whatever your opinion is <laughs> on any given subject. Yes. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Breath of the Wild is the worst game of 2017. What are you talking about? That's right. 
the um, absolute worst. Uh, by the way, I had no idea John was leaving until listeners mentioned it last week. Is he going to start his own YouTube channel called Kinda British Games? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, British game. I'm going to miss that bald, bearded British bastard. Oh, thank you very much. Accurate depiction. Nice. Oh, it's like I can see it in my head. All of these. All right, over to the Twitter. Oh, goodness. Uh, Earl says, can't wait for the Game of the Year show. Cool. Okay. Uh, like, you know, I hope you have four hours, but it's going to be a long show. There'll be a couple shows, more than likely. Yeah, we'll probably do two shows again this year, right? Oh, absolutely, at least. Yeah. Uh, Tate says, I knew not to expect anything from PSX this year, but good lord. Then again, when you're miles ahead of your main competition, I guess you can just pull up a chair and hit cruise control. <laughs> Basically what happened. Yeah, they uh, they blew their load at Paris Gaming. So uh, they're like, nope, we're good. We're just going to chill on this couch. I guess and they we'll, literally chill on the couch. I honestly thought we were going to at, the, at least get a date for like um, Detroit because I'm sure that's going to be early part of next year. I was so surprised when that wasn't even kind of even yeah. there. So it was like, that was weird. They kept joking about the release date for God of War 2. Like, I thought they were just kind of being playful with it to the point where I thought they would just tell us eventually. But no, that never happened either. So no, no release date for God of War or Detroit, which is disappointing. I had heard rumors back when Paris Games Week happened that Sony pulled a lot of the PSX stuff to... Uh, Paris Games Week to kind of take some of the thunder away from the X launch. Oh, that's an interesting idea. And I guess that ended up being a little bit true because they (laughs) didn't have anything at PSX. So, I don't know. That's kind of weird. He also says, when Telltale brings Clementine's story to an end in The Walking Dead next year, I really hope that she doesn't die. I have too much emotional investment in that character. I recently beat A New Frontier, which, which was basically, do what Clementine says the game for me. Uh, Radio PM says 500. Job well done, fellas, on the milestone. Achievement unlocked. Mm. Now, to be Achieve. fair, I think you should just stop now because I'm leaving. And, well, mm, that's know. true. Just retire. Yeah, I, retire we'll just call it a day. Retire. Yeah, we're good. Final show. <laughs> Shout a drop. Uh, Nivek says, amazing. 500 episodes. I've been listening to you fuckers since 2011. Thanks and hope there are many more podcasts ahead. Nope, it's over. Nah, nah. John, say John, John, John wants us to quit because he's quitting. So I guess we have to buy by whatever he says. So yeah, we're yeah, done, man. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, can't have more things. Nope. Uh, Mark tweets in says, "Congratulations, guys! Glad to have been along for the ride all the way. You've been part of my weekly life for ten years now as friends I've never met. Here's to five hundred more. Wow! You cheers. And made five hundred more. The world would have ended before then." Uh, Dustin mm-hmm. says, does this mean you're counting down your top 500 games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 500 okay. games. Hmm. Let's do it. Wow. Uh, How yeah. long would that take? Too long? All 500 for me are just the individual um, individual minutes that I spent within two human. There you go. <laughs> He's still waiting on part. Minutes. He's still waiting on part two. What are you talking about? I am still waiting on. And, and two hundred of those minutes is when he was dead and waiting for the resurrection. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the Valkyrie. Uh, yep. <sighs> All right. Oh, um, yeah. 
Dustin also says, was anyone else disappointed in that boar fest called PSX? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the consensus. I think there is some good insight and some good humor here and there, but compared to what we've been expecting, the the bombastic announcements back to back to back, uh, it's just been such a such a huge difference between the. And even though we tempered our expectations because they said it would be something laid back, we didn't expect it to be a developer panel, and that's exactly what it was with yeah. some trailers thrown in there for whatever reason. So yeah, if they would have if they would have like marketed it as a developer panel and put it at a different time, I would have mm-hmm. so been more interested in watching that. And uh, you shouldn't have developer panels in an auditorium. That's not no, the right venue for no, either. No, no you, that's not, you, that's do not like a, you do a cozy, like, small room. Yeah, that yeah, stuff. precisely. Uh, he also says, I have an idea. Uh, let's show the same Death, Stand- Death Stranding trailer, then bring out Kojima for an interview and find out nothing about the game. <laughs> Uh, Kojima had the little thing on his shoulder, which was cute, I guess. Oh, is that is what that... little thing? Uh, the the, the, the thing that the uh... oh, the robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a problem. The, the flappy-headed robot ostrich neck thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, You know that other thing that doesn't make any sense. That's probably the official name of it: the flappy-headed ostrich neck thing. Yeah, I think that uh, based on the based on the the they're all characters in a video game theory. I think that's the uh, the the Bluetooth receptor. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that uh, I hope that prediction is true. That'd be pretty. Oh, wild the the other thing that 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 was pointed out, which also does make sense, is if you notice some of the characters in the trailer have wristbands on mm-hmm. that glow in the different DualShock colors. Oh. And, uh, wow. And when the one character is being lifted off the ground into the sky and he starts it stabbing himself, yeah, it, it, it goes, goes from, from yeah, it goes from green to red. Oh god, yes. I just thought that was their life monitor, but it may actually be their health monitor from a video game. That is That'd be a good that. misdirection, yeah. The truth of the matter is is when that game comes out, none of that stuff you saw in the trailers is gonna be in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it'll be like thirty seconds. Yeah. At yeah. the beginning, and it'll just be a dream. God damn it, Kojima. <laughs> kind of like the giant flaming whale from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like think how much that trailer cost. And none of it was in the fucking game. <laughs> God! And people wonder why they don't want to give him a blank check. Come on, man. Uh, Mark tweets and says, Oh, and Ken, the B7 is here, and it's beautiful. Excuse the mess, I've just moved the house. And he put a picture. I hate you so much. He's, he's playing Overwatch on it. Oh, on the LGB7? Yes! Nice. I want That's that sick. TV so bad, and that dude's that, just flaunting it out in my face. That OLED screen is pretty oh, sick. Oh, I want to Next year, next year for me, it's going to be the OLED TV upgrade. Yeah, i got to look into that next year. Uh, Dustin says, VGAs were great this year. That damn From Software tease, though, I'm excited for the reveal at E3. Uh, actually, I talked to somebody yesterday who's a big From fan, and he said that he had heard that we may not hear anything about that game for 12 months. <laughs> That'd be a really odd thing to do. E3 is still many months away, so... <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I agreed with the majority of awards, except I would have gave action to Neo and art to Persona. Uh, I agree yeah, with I the action to Neo. About art. Neo. That was Destiny. What? The art, was, art was Cuphead. Uh, art was Cuphead. What was Destiny? They got so- 
I don't Destiny th- won basically nothing. This yeah, time. I was gonna say Destiny was nominated a bunch, and I don't think I don't it won anything. I don't think I'm so. I'm sure it won something. No, I thought it was art design. No, no that no, was art design was Cuphead for sure, and Cuphead I think deserves it. And now, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that persona would have been great. Yeah, that's although definitely. although they made that quintessential new developer mistake of wearing your own T-shirt on stage. Don't don't do that. Yeah, don't wear fine. your own game's T-shirt on the stage. I'm just saying. Uh, Dustin says, just finished Xenoblade 2 this morning. God damn, that's a Xeno-ass Xeno game. I enjoyed the combat and story kept me interested. Yeah, I've, uh, I could have finished it by now with the amount of hours I put in it, but I've just been having so much fun exploring, doing all the side quests, so I'm just taking my sweet time. He also says, why do people go nuts over Kojima? I mean, I enjoy his games, but he could put out Poop Simulator and people would go crazy for it. Maybe that's what it is. But it's, does the poop simulator have Mads Mikkelsen in it? I mean, <laughs> sure. And Norman Thetis. Yeah. Uh, played the Lost Fear demo and enjoyed what I played. Hopefully I get time to play it between big releases this January and February. What's Lost Fear again? It's a Switch RPG. I think a demo went up Friday? Yeah, yeah let me look it up. Um, it's the same people who've done I Am Setsuna. Oh, Lost Fear. I heard last Lost Fear for some reason. Oh, okay. no, no. Lost Fear. Fear. Gotcha, gotcha. See, you know there's a new Fear effect coming out. You know that, right? I heard about it, but um, I'd be impressed if it actually comes out. That and Toe Jam and Earl 3. Or 4. Is it 4? I have 4. Fuck, I don't know. Uh, did the Three Hunts in Monster Hunter Beta. Uh, is that game... Is that game just track, fight, chase, re- fight, repeat? I know there's traps, but didn't seem very deep. Yeah, I would not, number one, I would not judge the entire game based on the three fights they give you in the beta. Uh, and number two, it gets, if it's anything like any other Monster Hunter game that's ever existed, it gets substantially more deep than that. Yeah, there's, there's mechanics of the game, especially the, you know, crafting your items, the farms... Uh, the whole variety of other activities that you can do, there's is, is, is insanity. You're yeah, gonna, you're gonna try to get your head around it. That's the thing is with it's it's really hard to um, it's really hard to to judge it based on the fact that you can't craft anything in the yeah demo really. And so the, each one of those monsters you fought, you have to either kill them a certain way or cut different pieces off of them to make specific gear. Um, it's not just enough in the full game to just kill the monster, right? There are some times where it's going to be better if you trap the monster. There will be some times if it's better if you cut his tail off first, and so on and so forth. I think uh, the beauty of Monster Hunter's progression in a lot of ways is that as you're fighting monsters, they get more progressively more difficult. They have more health. Their attack patterns become more dynamic and more difficult to dodge. You're up against more difficult things at the same time sometimes. So... The way you get better in that game is that you die and then you get better. Like, you can beat the whole game using your starter armor at the very last monster if you are good enough. And that's kind of the game that it is. So your progression is like this. So you want to fight a monster in order to get the part. In order to get all the parts for a full set of armor and weapon, you need to fight it multiple times. As you're fighting it multiple times, you start learning the fight. You get really good at the fight. What The fight that used to take you 20, 15 minutes before will start taking you 10, 5 minutes. You start getting really good. You start 
beating enemies that you know, were giving you trouble without even getting hit. You feel like a god sometimes. And then you adorn yourself with the monster you've defeated, you bested, that you own this monster's fucking soul because you beat it so many times and you know exactly what it can do to you. And then you go to the next challenge. And the whole bag of challenges that they throw at you are just dramatically ramped up constantly, one after the other. And the monster designs their ecological behavior, their animations, and the things that they're able to do. And the types of monst- type of weapons that you're able to wield against them change over time because you learn about elementals, you learn about the various weak points of the monster's body. So when you add all these things along with the progression, along with the hunting of the monster, and then add multiplayer to it, flawless cooperative multiplayer with three of your friends at the same time while you're doing this, it's just bliss. That's what's that's what sells Monster Hunter to me. The progression and the cooperation uh, of playing with other people. Alright, I'm going to take a step back here because I can't believe between three of the four people on this show that we forgot a new story. Yeah? Mega Man 11. Oh, oh right. how did we forget that? The U- right? Right? <laughs> yeah. So, Capcom announced Mega Man 11 as well as Mega Man X for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 coming to Switch. Mega Man... 2018 is the year of the man. The Mega Man. The Mega Man. And I gotta say, the trailer for 11... I don't want to play that game. <sighs> it's like it's one of those things like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing this. I'm happy. But at the same time, the trailer hasn't really sold me completely. It's going to take some time to get used to the new art direction. It's kind of like how I felt when... When the first time I saw Mighty Number no. Nine, but not not as bad, obviously. But I hope it'll be good. I'm definitely gonna play because I'm a huge fan of Mega Man. But the trail, the first trailer wasn't like gonna it was it wasn't blowing my socks away. So I'm, I'm we'll definitely see. stoked to play the X Games again. Faux show. Mm. All right, back to the tweets. Dustin says hopped into the Final Fantasy 15 multiplayer with friends, expecting some shallow add-on, but I'm actually enjoying it with the weapon upgrades and different fights. I forgot that launched. Neat. Uh, I always this dude really needs to tell me how to pronounce his name, but Donahel, D A N I J E L. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, it's, it's, let us know so uh, we can get it right. Congratulations, guys! Love the podcast. Thank you for making my Mondays better. Love the podcast. Greetings from Germany and the throat baby. And he put a picture of the baby from <laughs> Death Stranding. Throat baby. <laughs> throat baby. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Oh, my Lord. I gotta show more. That's how many tweets we've had since we started this. Uh, Shiva Shankar says, Congratulations on 500. I've been listening since its first episode and loving it. Best wishes to the crew and keep it going. Also, propane. (laughs) (laughs) He's not here. He's not here to hear you talk about propane and propane accessories. Uh, Matt says congratulations on 500 guys There's a Twitter account called Congratulatron And it says congratulations Well thank you That means a lot coming from you It's a Decepticon Congratulatron Don't believe it Don't believe it's lies Uh, Anthony says congrats I suppose You really did the thing Seriously though thanks for making my overnight shifts at work Not shit with the podcast A lot, of, a lot of overnighters uh, listening to this podcast. Interesting. It's amazing to me that the, the, the concept that there are people out there, presumably, who have listened to all 500 episodes yeah, of the show. I know, 
I'm on this. I don't believe that. And I haven't listened to all 500. (laughs) (laughs) That's only because you haven't been on all 500 of them. You know, I I haven't been on all 500 of them. Yeah, Ken, you miss a few. I've missed. Yeah, I've missed two or three in my in my lifespan. Nobody's a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, even even me, who was a hundred percent till last week. Fuck me, Mister No Days Off. Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, Xbox PUBG is. This is from Justin Third. Xbox PUBG is only thirty frames per second. That's amazing. I've been playing it on PC between twenty and twenty-five frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. That's a good one. And nice. it's still a blast to play with some friends. And I've won without sixty. Will any of you be playing on Xbox? Yep. I've got mine pre-ordered. I actually pre-ordered it. I won in on the Zeitgeist, even if I hate it. I'm How gonna, much is this game, by the way? It's thirty dollars. Okay, good price. Good yeah, price. and and I pre-ordered a GameStop, and they give me a five dollar credit for Xbox Live for pre-ordering it. So that's only cost you twenty five. Yeah, essentially, it's costing me twenty five bucks. So I'm like, you know what? I'll get in on this. I'll try it out. If I hate it, oh well. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts about it because. This is a game that's so popular, and yet I I have no personal experience with it at all. I've never so. even played it. I've never even picked up a, a keyboard or mouse or controller and like even seen the game. So, going in blind, baby. Uh, final tweet is also, how amazing was it when that singer hit the stage to sing that Mario Odyssey theme song? I was dancing more than the people in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that song's really catchy. The Odyssey. That, that was... Uh, I really like the um, the orchestra and especially the game of the year medley at the end. That was good stuff. Oh man! So that is it. That is episode five hundred. Nice. It is in the books. We will probably do one more show before game of the year. Maybe two. I gotta because we're not going to do a show on Christmas. So. Mm-hmm. There, there will be no show the week of Christmas because we record on Sunday, which would be Christmas Eve. And do you do you think we'll do the game of the year at the thirty first of December or the week after? It's got to be the week after, I think. I think okay, because I mean we might do a show on New Year's Eve. Sometimes we do. We'll see. We'll see who's available. I suppose. Yeah, right? yeah, that's probably the best way to go about it. But we'll there'll be a show next week, and then there won't be a show for at least one week after that. And then in January, regardless of when we do it, it'll be January episode. Because if we do an episode on New Year's Eve, then that is January yes, first. Yeah, yeah. So January we'll be doing our games of the year. Uh, Drew is doing Halloween in December. So you can check out Dead Space 2 on Phoenix Down right now. Um, Twitter. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at M4G Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us individually... Ryan is at WombatRP, Jay is at Bodyside J, John at John WUK, me at ZTGD, and also we have a new site account called ZTGD Content. So check that out. If you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ZTGD.com. We will read them on the air. On the air. The air. So Cohagen, give this people air. So Cohagen can give you <laughs> some air. Uh, but I think that's it. That's all we have. Also, Gambus, when you listen to the show, you were a disappointment to me, sir. <laughs> Episode 500, and you were not here. Not only Sac- were you not here, sacrilege. you didn't even call to say you weren't going to be here. Yep. 
You could have called. Yeah, that's the most shocking part. Yeah, you he's called... so good at that, right? Just texting you. Yeah, every every help? Sunday morning, I get a text. I can't make today. I can't make today. Like my my text log with him is just that sentence. <laughs> so, but Gambus, when you finally get to this episode and you get to this point, I want you to hang your head in shame. And you know he will too, because he's one of the people that's probably listened to all 500 episodes. Oh yeah, last time I talked to him, he uh, when I saw him when we went to see Justice League, he said he was only one or two episodes behind. So he still listens, even though he's not here. But that is it. Everybody, enjoy your video games. Enjoy the snow if you got any this Ugh. weekend. First snow what do you mean of the enjoy year. Enjoy snow, man. Fuck snow. I started hating <laughs> snows ever since I stopped getting time off from school. Because, you know, you get out of school, there's no school. There's no more snow days. It's done. Snow's, snow's bad. It's 100% bad all the way. No that. way. Watching my son when it snows, it's, it's great. I guess. He, I he guess. Gets, there's, not enough, there's not enough snow out there right now to do anything. No, bad. no. But just him seeing the snow and getting excited about it, that's... Yeah, That's I guess Sue loves snow. It's true. Oh yeah, he was he was out there immediately yesterday. It's not. Let's go. But anyway, that's it. Let's see if there's anything else. We out. We out. Bye. Alrighty, and it goes something like this.